This show is brought to you by The Makery, the podcast network for makers. Welcome to Knife Talk, the podcast for knife makers, anybody with an interest in in making knives. Uh, with myself, Craig Lockwood of Chop Knives, Jeff Fader of Fader Knives, and we're hoping Mareko Malmasi is going to be able to join us. He's having some issues with his connection, um, but we're hoping we can get, get him to join us. Jeff, it's been a week. How are you? I... I I hope he comes in because obviously it's much more fun when it's the three of yeah. us. Um, it's you know as always you know for some reason what I don't know what happens during the week, but we definitely a lot. I always feel like in this week I like compile through the week. I think of these things that happen. I'm like okay. I'll remember that for pod. I'll remember that for <laughs> knife talk. I'll remember that for yeah. knife talk. So I got like a list of things that like went went uh, went south and north. How are you? Uh, I've got a huge list. Um, to the point of, I mean, just before we come on, my wife was like, well, you know what you're going to talk about this week? You know, what's been happening? And I'm like, oh, geez. Because yeah. we've had a busy week. So she said, you need to write them down because you're, you're going to forget them. So I'm going to go through the bads and the goods of the week. The bads is going to take a long, Good. long time. The goods are going to be... Good. It's, I'm going to skate through. So wake up the day after the podcast last week, mouth full of cold sores. Really bad. Oh. And, and, yeah, it's the worst. It's the you know when you yeah ah oh, you can feel them coming. They start to itch. Ah, oh, anyway. So you know I've I've been pretty um, snowed under recently, and I think it's just you know when things get on top of you and you're, you're a bit stressed all that kind of stuff. So I think that's what brought up the cold sores. Do you get that a lot? Um, every few years I'll have a, like a big flare up. Yeah, but generally I'll have maybe one or two a year. You know, nothing nothing serious. Um, right. But I mean, I've still got some scabs. Oh, anyway, that's, that's no, nobody needs to know about my scabs. Okay. Okay. So okay. this right. is so, got you. so. Then we get to Monday morning. We then get an email from the kids' school. So the kids are meant to start school in in September, just a couple of weeks, and it's been a long process of meeting the teachers and getting them used to it because you know it's a new language for them and all the rest of it. And they they started. You know, they're only two and they start school full time, so it's so it's a lot. But we get an email from the school saying that that teacher has now left and there's going to be a new teacher. We don't know who it is yet. We'll see. You the first day of school and it's like oh oh no so my wife is stressing crazy about that um later in the week we then get a phone call from our agent who has who we're told had sold our house for us weeks ago weeks ago Uh um and he then went off on holiday so we were told we've got we've at the time we had eight weeks we had to, you know, pack up and get out because into the into the new house um anyway he comes back from his holiday gives, gives me a phone call and says Craig, they've pulled out. I'm like, whoa, whoa, oh, whoa, my. whoa. What? I'm like, I thought it was a done exactly deal. Exactly, a done deal. We'd, we'd negotiated a price and all the rest of it. Um, and he said, yeah, they were in. Um, he didn't get them to sign before he went away on holiday. He then come back from holiday and they'd blown cold. They'd seen something else or whatever it is. So it was like, it's all down to this dude. And we're just like, you fucker. That's, that's... That's like net Yeah, and it hit us sideways because we've been planning. Like, um, we bought like a mobile home to put in the new house just in case it wasn't ready in time. You know, and it, lots of costs, lots of work being done to rush. <sighs> so, yes. What is the level? What is the What was your level with him on the phone? And, and did he speak English or was he French? He, he's French, but he speaks very good English. 
Um, what was your level? What was your level with him? <laughs> it wasn't good. At first, it was, I just needed him to get off the phone because I needed to calm down and speak to my wife and, to say, and tell her. Because she's like, what's going on? What's going on? Because she, she can see me sort of. So did you get the oh, heat, yeah, my the arms heat are going of anger? All, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And um, it, it, anyway, it wasn't good. It wasn't good. But that, that's not all. That's not all. So then, because um, <laughs> we've been shipping stuff from this old house to the new house, and I've got this like van that I've had for years, and I it's not a daily run. I use it occasionally for moving stuff. It's a big old van. Um, driving that, and it just blew up. The engine just went bang, bang, bang. Poof, that blew up. And apparently that's that's now unfixable. And I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. What do you mean? So, okay, so I'm like, <laughs> things come in threes. That's, that's the three. Okay. That's the three. We're all good. That's it. We're all good. Right. Um, now, just this morning, um, I'm brushing my teeth. I'm looking in the bathroom, looking in the mirror, and I'm br- scabs are coming off. It, your, exactly, your yeah. Mouth. You're like, exactly, life's, life's yeah. going to come back it's all to normal. normal. And I'm just like, right. things can't get right. worse. I'm fine. I'm fine. Right. So I'm brushing my teeth now. I got you know the electric things going on, and all of a sudden I feel something gritty. I'm like, well, it's not a scab. It's, you know, it's just, this is heavier than a scab. This is gritty. I'm like, I pick it out, and it's a bit of my tooth. So my oh, no. yeah, so my front tooth, the back side literally just fell off just fell off and i'm like oh jesus christ so i'm panicking now i'm just like my my tooth's gonna fall out you know so off we go to into the nearest town there's there's two dentists there going to the first one they're like uh we can see you in december i'm like whoa whoa, whoa, whoa. sorry december <laughs> it's like the beginning of august it's like emergency it's like but that's like an emergency yeah, visit yeah yeah so the anyway, like there was that. another one so i went to the other one um and i said look my tooth is falling out here. Um, and they were like, okay, we could maybe see you in December. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. I said, what, they, like, you in pain? And I'm not, to be honest, I'm not in pain. But I'm, I'm just, I'm aware that this is probably going to fall out. It's, it's obviously rot. Something's happening there. It doesn't look like, but something's happening. Um, <laughs> and so I said, yes, I'm in, I'm in severe pain. She said, right, the best thing you can do is go to your doctor. He'll give you antibiotics and some pain relief. I'm like, for five months, for five months, she said yes, yeah, yeah. She said then come back in December, and I'm just like, Drug addict oh by December. my god! So <laughs> I have to cancel my, I have to cancel my dentist appointment because I got to join, I got to get into this <laughs> exactly. recovery program. Yeah, yeah. So it looks right. as if I'm now going to have to fly to the UK um, for a few days, um, and then just for the just tooth, for the tooth. I'm just really worried that is, you know, I don't know what's happening. It could be worse than I think. I'm, I'm not in pain, but. If, Bits fall off your tooth. It's not, it's not good. It's not good. You're not diabetic, are no, you? No, no, thankfully, okay. no. Um, okay. So on top of that, my, my wife has been really ill, almost bed-bound for the week. Um, we're also potty training our two-year-olds, ready for school. So there's literally oh. pots of shit and piss all over the place because I'm trying to <laughs> do all the cleaning and tidy and get some work done and all the rest of it, and it's just like, well. Then the dog gets ill, so I'm pretty sure the dog has helped himself to whatever's in one of the potties because oh. he's throwing oh. up everywhere. Oh, oh. oh. Man, oh. the kids have turned into, like, the most oh. argumentative, like, nine-year-olds you could possibly think of, but they're two. It's not good. Um, France is going into, effectively, another lockdown. Um, <laughs> yeah, honestly. So we had a gig planned, and that, that's all out the window. Um, oh, yeah, you were going to play the last night. It was going to be last night. It was going to be last night. So all venues, if there's going to be over 50 people there, everybody needs to show their health pass, which is proof of vaccine and all the rest of it. And right. small venues just haven't got you know the ability to, you know, to monitor all that. So they're all just right. closing down. So, yeah. 
Um, so the only way you can get out, obviously, is showing your vaccines. So even shopping and things like that, you know, certain shops, you've got to show your vaccines. Now, my wife, um, she's got a bit of a medical issue at the moment, so she can't have a second vaccine. So that leaves everything down to me. So she can't really go anywhere. So I need to do everything. Um, oh, yeah. On top of that, I've got packaging delays for these folders, which I was hoping to launch by now. Um I honestly I haven't had time to fart this week. You know you know you know a relaxing <laughs> a nice relaxing comfortable <laughs> fart. I've been squeezing a quick one out and get on to the next thing, you know. It's <laughs> it hasn't been yeah. good, hasn't been good. But um that's why it sounds awful. Yeah, All yeah. of it. There are there are some positives I, to this week. So um go ahead. As much as France is almost on lockdown, they've opened the borders so people can come in and out freely if that they seems, seems appropriate. yeah it seems ridiculous if they've been vaccinated so my sister mm. who bought a house over here way over a year ago which she hasn't actually seen yet um she's coming over to stay with us now she's been fully vaccinated she, she actually works in a doctor's surgery so we know she's good she's tested like every day so she's coming over um which would be nice because it'll be an ex- me an extra pair of hands to sort of help out but she's looking forward to seeing the kids and that kind of thing um the folders are virtually, well, they're finished. I'm just awaiting packaging. Um, and other good news is we're not going to be living in a mobile home for six weeks because we've got more time to finish our house. So so is this, did you fire this agent? We, because, I mean, like, this is like, is there any type of, I mean, in the United States, you could potentially, this could be a loss. Yeah, well. You could, you, this could, you could sue this person for, First you know, of all, neck. Neck. Neg- I don't neck, know if it's neck, negligence. Or the old else. herp. Now, uh, that's it's just not. I suppose it's a kind of herpes, but hey, let's you know, go easy on me. I've had a good week. Go easy on me. This is yeah. You can't start him with like the old herp. I mean, the old herp right out of the shoot. I mean, you can't kick the guy while he's down. We gotta we gotta bring him up, and then you know maybe the old herp a little later. Do the callback, but I mean, you can't shoot him in the foot right now. I mean, come on, kick him out when he's down. Um, Yeah, I mean, it is uh, it is negligent, I suppose. But um, we had uh, like a deal where it was exclusively with this particular agent for you know however many months. But it's not. That's now finished. So um, we've already contacted a bunch of new agents, um, and it'll. Did he apologize? Not really. Not really. He gave he give, he give, he give us some sort of bullshit about, um, or somebody else is interested, <laughs> and I need to come around, but I need to, and I'm just yeah. like, I don't believe you, but, you know, I, and so anyway, we got. I don't think that Stephen Connor said it might be a, a lawsuit scenario. It, it's not a law. I mean, I don't think I don't believe so, but at the very least, I mean, you know, you were, you know, you've. I don't know, but yeah. it's like, it I mean, sucks. Uh, it sucks. I mean, lawsuits, it's, it's just so, I'm, I'm sure maybe in America that they're, they're more sort of litigious than they are over here. Over here, everybody just shrugs and goes, oh, well, ah. No, <laughs> you know? I mean, if this was, we would just, we would just, you know, as as uh, as my father would say in Yiddish, he would say, just shrug a vault, which is just throwing your hands up yeah. in the air and just bitching. Yeah, that's pretty much all so, I can do. I don't think. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it's been a crazy week. But I said, my folders are, they're all looking lovely. Um, what I have found with them is, um, so I did show them a couple of weeks ago. They're, 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 they've got a lovely, quite a thick brass um, scales either side of the folder. Um, they react to fingerprints and oils and stuff on you. So they, they give a really nice patina quite quickly. But what I didn't right. imagine happening was just the... Um, like the oxygen get into them and you know it changes the color slightly so it goes a slightly yellower which i really like because that patina kicks in really quickly um so um basically as they are bought i shall be giving them a final buff they go into this special packaging which i've had made to seal them so when you get them it's almost this bright 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 gold 
um, and then over time the, the sort of oxygen will get to them and then you know they'll turn to a mellower sort of yellowy gold and over time as you're handling it it's going to have even more repeat patina so i mean this is one that i've had for probably about five months using daily in my pocket and you can see it's not shiny wow but it's got this really nice sort of patina to it and it's it's yeah it's, yeah. it's pretty cool so it gets a little more matte too, exactly right? yes yeah yeah so i'm really pleased with them so yeah i'm just waiting for this packaging to arrive and um yeah it's all cool so it, you know it's, it hasn't been a complete and utter shit week um but it's just been trying to find time to do stuff. And I'm just run down. You know, run down when you're just like, everything yeah. is an effort. And it's just yeah. like, so So sitting yeah. down here to do the show today is, yeah, it's it's nice to be able to sit down. And just, <sighs> Kids are in bed. Well, now, the wife's not yeah, being ill. We, well, the dog's not being sick on my on my toes. You know, it's 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 all good. It's all good. And now that poor Mareko's not here, we got to work a little harder. We do need to work so. hard. Yes, yes. It's just a little harder. So your week, anyway, what's been going on? What's been happening? I, you know, I, I had I had interesting knife news that should be interesting to some of our listeners. I've had another run of uh, humiliating medical procedure, not procedures, but like <laughs> medical <laughs> meetings, medical meetings, medical uh, doctors' offices. Does it involve I've a gloved had, finger? Uh, Is it a gloved finger involved? It's as I mean, it's it was not gloved, but oh. I mean, it might as well have been close. <laughs> it might have been close. I'll tell you all about it. <laughs> So when I was on vacation, I had, uh, last episode I said that uh, I had had some customers that were not super pumped, and they weren't. There, one of them wasn't. One of them was an interesting project, and it was a commission that we took on. I didn't. I probably should have been more involved in the the beginning stages of it, but you know, they we were commissioned to do a long uh, serrated knife. Now, you know, Tony did all the bit things. We're doing everything else. Get all squared away. They knew what I was doing, and they knew the serrations. I'm fine. I made it basically the way I do my normal serrations. It's a small contact wheel and specific spacing. Yeah. So this is long, like a, like so a goes, longer bread knife kind of thing, is it? Yeah, exactly. Like 11 inches long. So I kind of knew that – I kind of and kind of didn't know that it was a barbecue guy. And they knew what I was doing. Like mm. they knew the kind of serrated knives I was doing. So I didn't really think too much about it. So when I was on vacation, I got an email from the guy. Says I love this knife. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. But I got terrible news. It is not working the way I wanted to work on this brisket, because I'm you know the serrations are great and everything like that, but they're too aggressive. They're too sharp, and what they're doing is they're tearing the brisket apart. And you know I was like, huh? And I was thinking, do you think you can fix it? And I'm thinking, he's like, I'm looking at other knives. Maybe the serrations are too small, and maybe they should be bigger or spacing stuff like that. And I'm looking at, I'm like, I can't redo this knife. Hmm. You could maybe and take the I'm, teeth I'm, down a bit, maybe, but the, yeah, it's not really. Well, I mean, I can't. I mean, changing the serrations, it's. I mean, even thinking about it now, it just seems hmm. crazy. So, so at first, I was just like, well, this guy knew what he was getting. Yeah. You know, and then I was just like, so I sent him an email. I saying, you know, I want you to have what you want. Send it back and I'll make you a new one. I don't know if I can fix this one, but at the very least, I'll send you a new one yeah. back. You know, I said, but if you give me some sort of, I need direction. I, you know, if you say serrated knife without any kind of information, I can't really go with. I go with what I do, but if I have something specific that you want, I can. So he sent me back uh, a barbecue knife that they use. And it was massively different. It was the the size of the the serrations were different. The thinness of the blade was different. Mm-hmm. The spacing was different. And I thought, hmm. And I realized that there, my knife was had a lot more material on it than the other knife. So I had the ability to, oh, you know what? I can just 
I can even cut off all the serrations down to, to the tops so that it looks like it's just a flat oh, knife. Gotcha. Yeah. And then I can thin the knife, re-thin the knife down completely, and then maybe I should be able to line everything up and do new serrations. So that's what I did. And I was like, you know what? This is a great opportunity to do something different. And if it didn't work, I was going to make a move. Yeah. Yeah. But if I can fix it, I'm going to fix it. So write it down, thin the knife down, and then I change the, the, the spacing of the serrations and I change the the diameter of the uh, I change the contact wheel to be bigger, and then I change my angle of the thing. Blah 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 blah. New style knife. So the interesting thing was actually have a I have a. So the the interesting thing was is I was fucking you know grind it down, thin it down. I had didn't put the serrations on, but I was like I got to test it on something first. I have to test it because. I don't want this to be. I'm like freaking yeah, out. It's a new style. I'm like nervous because yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah. I just, I just didn't want it to. I just didn't want to screw it up. So I was just like, well, I'll find something in the shop that you can kind of do a cut. And I usually do that with serrations. I'll take a, an, I'll take a another knife and then I'll, I'll just do a practice run. Yeah. You know, just to kind of make sure that. So I got this. I have this. A couple of these bullshit blanks uh, fillet knives. I'm like, ah, that's thin enough. I wanted to have you know decent geometry. I wrote down all the things, da, 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 blah, blah, blah. and I did this weird, like thin, serrated. Wow. Okay. Knife, which is like a fillet knife, and it's yes, like yeah. it's a full. Well, this is a fillet. This was meant to get thrown hmm. out. Be honest with you. It was, I just had the blade, yeah. and then it's the difference. It's it's a shallower. You can see that the the the, the tips, the, the all the apexes are much thinner. Yeah. Uh, they're not very. It's not as aggressive. So it's more. It's more like. You know, you can see the tips are very... Yeah. I run my finger over it, and I'm like, cut my finger right away. Wow. And then I'm just like, okay, this looks good. And then I thought, don't throw it away. Just put a handle on it, and maybe you can make some. Mm. So I put a handle on it. Nice. And just nice. add an old handle, an old handle, yeah. and then now I'm going to fool around. So I do the new serrated knife. I, I fix his, put it in the mail yesterday, and I send him a message, and he's, he's grateful. There he is. There he is. Can you hear us? No, 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 I think we're good. I no. think we're good. I think we're good. Okay. So hit your record button. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so just to finish the story up, so just to finish the story up is I finished the knife and um, and I sent it to him, and then it was great because it was like I really was happy that I was able to fix the problem without giving him extra cost. Or yeah. Whatever, whatever, whatever. So then... After I did that, I went to my. You, you came in the perfect time because I'm going to tell you my <laughs> deep humi medical humiliation. So, I went to my skin doctor. I went to my skin doctor. I basically, I've as I've been saying, my wife's in the medical facility, my medical field. We have decent health insurance. I'm going to take advantage of it. And because of COVID, because of 20 years past 9/11, being exposed to the, you know. The, being exposed to ground zero and being of a certain age, I'm like all in on like cancer screening and stuff like that. So my father died of a melanoma too, got skin cancer. So I'm just like, and my last skin doctor fired me because I had tattoos on my arms. He's just like, what am I supposed to do with this? What am I supposed to, what am I digging for gold? I mean, this is like a pirate chest shit. I don't, I get to dig for what, what, how am I going to, so we get, a, uh, get an appointment. And I went to the skin doctor and I'm thinking, all right, I had the colonoscopy. I got the, I'm going to have the urologist coming up. This is going to be, the skin doctor is going to be like one, two, three breeze. No big deal. 
pack up this knife, sent it in the mail, go home, take a nice shower because I want to be clean. I don't want to be a pig when I go see the skin yeah. doctor. Who knows? He's going to look at my arms and my chest and my back and whatever. So I, I go, take, go to the skin doctor, go up this, to the place, and they put me in a room, and the nurse hands me a gown. She says, I want you to take all your clothes off except for your underwear and put this gown on. I was like, hmm, <laughs> this is getting thorough. I'm glad I took a shower. I'm glad I took a shower. So this little woman walks in 20 minutes. I'm sitting in that room in the, in the paper gown, and I'm also taking the gown off because I'm afraid I'm going to sweat <laughs> yeah. too much, and I don't want to, like, I don't want the, like, the, the paper to be, like, wet from sweat so i'm like like going like this and trying to like be calm and not i don't want to be sweaty i'm just trying to be like i want to be like a clean patient so i'm this little woman comes in and she's you know she's you know just this little old lady and 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 you know she's asking me all these questions i never look you know and when as soon as she sees my arms and then finds out that my dad died of melanoma she's just like well, you're trying to make it hard on me, aren't you? And I was just like, well, just to let you know, I mean, I got the tattoos before he died. So I didn't really, you know, it was before the fact. Yep. So going over my arms, going over my history, asking me questions. And uh, she says, okay, so what do you do for a living? I'm a knife maker. Oh, yeah, let's talk about knives. Talking about knives. Then as we're doing this, more uh, like aides are coming in, nurses' aides are coming in, these women are coming in every so often. And I'm just like, all right, well, this is going to be the way it is. She says, okay, now I want you to uh, drop your pants. I'm like, okay, I'm going to drop my pants. She says, I want you to turn around. Oh, turn oh. around. Okay. She says, now I want you to do is I want you, she says, I know this is going to be weird, but I want you to spread your cheeks. <laughs> I said, spread my cheeks. I said, really? She said, yeah, because she said there we get sometimes people get moles there. So as I'm bending over, spreading them, some more people come in the door. Some more nurses, some young female nurses or nurses aides come in. And I'm just like, well, this is how it is. Come it's and take be a look. Come and have a look. Come on. This is there's a there's a famous tattoo, an old school Sailor Jerry tattoo of a monkey bending over, and then it says Aloha on the ass, and the O mm-hmm. is the the O is the monkey. That's me. That's me. So then, okay, okay, now turn around. And she goes, now, she says, lift up your jewels. She says it like that. This is just like older Jewish woman. Wow. You know, I'm just like, she's trying to bond with. She's like, lift up the jewels. Lift up the first one. Lift up the right one. Lift up the left one. And she's like, got this like magnifying glass looking for moles. And then she goes like this. I'm, I'm not exaggerating. She goes like this. Now let's look at the penis. <laughs> So she says, I want you, I want you, she says, lift the penis up to the left. I'm lifting the penis up to the left. More women are walking in and out. Oh, geez. Women are walking in and out. Oh. Now lift, now lift, now lift your penis to the right. I'm like, and all I can think of is, I'm glad I have enough penis at this point that I can actually lift anything because I'm so uncomfortable and cold. I should have been shriveled up to my throat. I should have had like a clitoris at this point. So I'm lifting my penis up. I'm thinking to myself, hey, you got something to lift. You should be happy. I'm thinking of like the, the I'm thinking of the complete, you know, the positivity of yeah. it all. Is I have penis to lift. And then she's like, and then next thing you know, she says, okay, you can pull your trunks up. I've, I've, so there's this woman standing there. She's seen me pull my butt cheeks apart. She's seen me lift my scrotum. She's seen me move my testicle, my dick around like a fucking marionette. And then, and then, and then the doctor turns to her. She goes, do you know that he's a knife maker? And she goes, oh, really? 
Have you ever heard of that show, Forge and Fire? <laughs> I swear to God. I swear to God. And I said, I'm like pulling my pants up. I just like manipulated that made my entire genitalia. That, that final little bit would have shrunk inside you. <laughs> I, all my genitals are all moving all over the place, left, right, up, down. And I'm like, why, yes. And I, as soon as she says that, I start to get angry. I start to get angry. I'm like... Must I suffer more humiliation? <laughs> We're going to talk about Forge and Fire. Because I just love it how those guys can do that thing. And then, blah, 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 blah. And then I'm like, am I done? Can, we, can I leave now? And she says, yes, you don't have any moles. That I want you to come back in nine months. She's circled. I have a, I have, I think she's circled a mole back here. There must be like one, one back here. Hmm. I washed pretty good, so I obviously uh, did. But she was circling them. And she was like measuring my moles. And she, she said to me, you look good. I feel very confident. But she says, you do have a lot of tattoos. I can send you to a place where they photograph you. And then they monitor you based on the photograph. And like AI is watching it all. I'm like, oh, yeah, geez. I'm thinking I'm all right. If you say I'm good, I'm yeah. good. So that was my so I so I promptly come home and and my wife my wife she says wants a full report you know she's in medical but she likes to she wants to know exactly what happens like I don't she she'll ask me if I'll ask specific questions that I would never ask she says did you ask but this like no how would I know to ask about yeah. that it's crazy so she says to me how did it go and I'm like well I had a good look at my, my balls. butt cheeks <laughs> I said she got a good look at my ball she said she got a look at my got my my gooch. <laughs> I said I had to spread the old I had to spread the old the old cheeks and she's really that is a very thorough investigation I'm like yes it is why yes it is she's laughing she said what did she make you do I said she I had to lift my penis I had to lift my testicles I had to spread my ass cheeks and she's just like did they find anything and I said well there might be a mole by my asshole but we'll find out in nine months so there you go wow, so I've chalked so chalked it up. I've done my job. She's she says you've suffered a lot of humiliations, and I said I'll send. I'm gonna I'm gonna I got a I got a cardiologist I got a, a urologist coming up who's gonna give me the hook, so I'm prepared. <laughs> you know, there you go. Okay, your week doesn't quite beat my week, oh but my okay, God. that that's that that's a story. Yeah, I mean, I'm happy wow. about it. I mean, I'm I'm doing what I'm I'm doing what I'm supposed to. They didn't find anything right off the bat, so I got nine more months. I got to go back in nine months, and she's gonna look at my asshole again. Nothing off the bat. So maybe I'll draw something. Is that a joke? Nothing off the bat. No, uh, I'm, yeah. she's gonna. Look at my asshole again in nine months. Just the wicked. She's gonna look at under. She's gonna check on my penis. She can check on my testicles, and she can look at my asshole. <laughs> Mareko, how's your dick? <laughs> it's feeling pretty good from here. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Ah, uh, that's a hard. That's yes. a hard one to follow. Oh, look. Yeah. Holy smokes. True story. We need some positivity, Mareko. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we're uh, twenty minutes in, and uh, yeah. All right. Yeah. Tell us some. Tell us something good about this week. <laughs> uh, I got back from the lake house last Sunday, and Monday and Tuesday ha- were cleaning days at the shop. Uh, Wednesday was my son's oh, fifth wow. birthday. Hey, happy uh, birthday! So happy, happy birthday, little Victor boy. Uh, we went out to the family. Uh, what is it? We started out with he wants everything dino themed right now. He's obsessed with dinos, so he got tons of dino stuff. Um, he got like a couple of dinosaur encyclopedias and a big stuffy dinosaur and, um, and some, uh, out of his grandparents, he got, um, some Lego kits for building dinosaurs. And it's amazing. Like he is, it, it blows me away how good he is with these, like the very simple instructions they give. And like, these are 160 oh, piece wow. Lego kits and he's doing it Jeez. all by himself. 
And it's like, what the fuck? That's good. <laughs> how, how are you doing this? It's amazing. Yeah, I love it. Um, back is doing good real quick. Grateful Knives was just asking. Back, how's the back? Back's been good. So thank you for checking in on that. Yeah, we just had a really lo- nice low-key day. Um, and then, what was it? Yesterday, uh, had a low-key day here in the shop. Still kind of tidying up a little bit. My friend Dan Bittinger, uh, who we've mentioned before on the podcast, super talented uh, chef's knife maker, Uh he lives about two hours north of me, and it is more affordable for him to drive down here to the welding shop and buy uh, liquid nitrogen than it is to try to get it wow. locally there up where he lives. I don't blame him. It's I, amazing. I, so anyway, I'm not surprised. I mean, that doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah. Well, he's on like the peninsula of Washington, and so they're like, oh, we only get a truck every once a week or something like that. Where here, I'm on like the main interstate highway that passes, you know, from Canada all the way down through Portland, Oregon, and Seattle, and all the cities in between. And so it's easy to get gas here. So, or, uh, you know, all it's not cheap. Gases and liquid nitrogen. Liquid nitrogen isn't cheap. Yeah, no, it's not cheap. You have to buy it based on the size of your doer. You can't just get like a couple quarts. Yeah. Right, right. And uh, so he popped by. He dropped off some steel that uh, I've been interested in playing with. It's called A2. It's a high-carbon tool steel. And um, so I actually just forged today. I forged a knife from some of that. And and then I struggled my ass off to get in here with <laughs> the podcast because my computer decided it wanted to run like negative five miles an hour. Um, yeah. No, so, it's sorry looking about good. You're sounding good, too. Um, it's good. Yeah, it sounds great. Yeah, I'm running, I'm running off a hotspot off my phone instead oh, wow. of the Wi-Fi Crazy. here at my. You shop. sound a million times better, yeah. by the way. Hmm. It's bizarre. Right. So yeah. cool. I'm glad so, it sounds great. A2 you use, yeah. and I think that's what Aaron Goff uses too. Um, A2. Um, how how are you finding it? Yeah. Uh, forging wise, uh, it has kind of a pretty standard forging window. Uh, along the, the the lines of like 5200 and other kind of high carbon because it, it is a high carbon it's a one percent uh carbon and it's got a for for a carbon steel it's got a shit ton of chrome in it uh, it's got five percent chrome and a bit of molybdenum which is also kind of like a, a carbide forming element the, they also help kind of like those carbides help pin the grains and help keep the grain refined and small as you get up into forging temperatures and all this kind of other weird shit but uh i haven't heat treated before i'm i've spent most some of yesterday and some of this morning while i was forging trying to figure out the heat treat process i found a few resources um unfortunately there's scant uh information in knife engineering but Laren Thomas does have a whole article on his website that he wrote about it um, that was pretty thorough cool. and helpful. Um, so, yeah, I'm interested. There's there's some makers using the steel to make their chef's knives. And it, it um, we talked about kind of carbide banding before in on the podcast. And A, A2 lends itself uh, to carbide banding. But it's it's figuring out how, like, that kind of heat treating process and so that's going to be i'm going to be doing some um experiments over the next couple of days probably the rest of the day and uh the next couple of days to kind of playing with it here and there cool. in between and you're using this projects. on its own just as a mono steel blade yeah. yeah cool yeah yeah it's forged i i pulled it out of my heat treating kiln and um it's cooling down right now i forged it extremely close to dimension because part of what i want to do is inter- introduce that forging activity into that banding that is 
that is naturally occurring yeah. in the steel. Cool. Did you guys hear about uh, that Laren had somebody who was making his T-shirts? I did see that. Laren yes. Thomas. Yeah. yeah. Some, like, group was making knockoff versions of the Knife Steel Nerds T-shirt. And he, yeah. I guess he wrote him a message and they Total stopped. Total ripoff. Crazy. Oh, they did stop. That's why he gets his next post. So if like, anybody wants to get... Oh, his, his next po- in his next post, they said that they the guys just stopped. They stopped. Wow, so, nice, crazy. That's good. So if you want the official thing, you yes. got to go to Laren's website, yes. nerds. Francesco right? Mucci, who's in the chat um, on YouTube, um, said A2 is self-hardening, right? Um, he's got a brick of it. He's planning to make drifts out of it. Um, so, yeah, is, is that air hardening sure. then, uh, Morocco? It nice. is an air hardening steel. Yeah, so you gotta. That's part of the challenge of forging it is when you're done forging. <laughs> I actually had my my kiln fired up, and that's why it's cooling down now. Is because I brought my kiln up to about 1450. So once I was done forging, I transferred it over into the kiln to then slowly come down, uh, so that it wasn't hardening as it was. One of the advantages of having a good kiln. Knife Talk is sponsored by Even Heat, the manufacturers of the finest heat treat ovens available. To find your next oven, go to evenheat-kiln.com. Get yourself an even heat. It's going to help for things like that. Uh, perfect example. Um, but Game actually, changer. don't go to even heat to get it. Go to one of their distributors who are Soul Ceramics because we can get you a discount. We can get you $75 off. Um, but you can spec out exactly how you want it. So any any of the models that they do, they, they'll build it for you. They'll get it shipped in for you. They'll handle everything. Free shipping in the U.S. too. So $75 off and free shipping, um, and that's with Soul Ceramics. And the way to get that discount is by clicking on the, the link in the show notes, um, and that'll take you straight to Soul Ceramics, and it'll apply that discount at checkout for you, so you're ready to go. Okay, I think maybe it's time for some questions. Hey, man, can I ask you a question? Jeffrey, would you like to take the first? Well, yes. This is Hey, man, can I ask you a question? You're, you can for sure... If you want to interact with the show, there's a couple different ways. If you follow us on Instagram, Knife Talk Podcast, you can DM us questions. Sometimes what we'll do is we'll put something in the story saying, all right, we need these questions, and then people write them in, and then I can grab them. Or if you're watching us live on YouTube or Facebook Live, you can put them in the chat, and we'll try to squeeze them in if they're worth squeezing in. Sorry. Yeah. I'm with you. <laughs> all right, so the first one comes from 13th Floor Forge. 13th Floor Forge, he sent us a message through uh, – Knife Talk a podcast on Instagram. Recently purchased some unfinished knives from a master bladesmith who is retiring. I would like to know how uh, how I should go about crediting him when I finish them. That's an interesting, interesting mm. question. So that so I would unfinished knives situation, right? Hmm. That's a that. Sorry, go I mean, Yeah, I can. I'll jump in here. Yeah. I would, um, I would just talk to the maker, and see what, because for all he knows, the maker doesn't want to be associated. Hmm. Nothing against, you know, Thirteenth Floor Forge, but maybe he doesn't want to be associated with it at all. Um, but, um, and and also, I could see somebody potentially not wanting their name and that Master Smith kind of credibility that goes along with that name to be used as a kind of like a leverage point. We never, and we don't know. We don't know any um, other details other than what he just wrote. So you're 100 percent right. That is right. one of the things that could be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 
I think a very simple default would be to just say, you know, these were pieces that were finished, uh, you know, either in a description, whether it's on your website or on Instagram or wherever you po- plan on posting and selling or talking to a customer. This is work that was started by somebody else, but I'm, I'm finishing it. Um, that way you're not taking credit, mm-hmm. I guess, for somebody else's work. But again, I think ultimately you need to talk to the maker, the original, the maker of these, these, uh, pieces and see what they you know how would they like to be involved maybe they don't care maybe they'll just say whatever use my name don't use my name or they say don't yeah. even it's a tricky spot because it is true that what you were saying before where you're leveraging the name it's also to the to the buyer you don't necessarily know exactly what you did and what the master smith did I am very right. against putting my name on a lot of most any kind of collaboration I've done. I haven't done many, and I really, I really, be honest with you, I stick stay away from them. Uh, I actually made some knives with uh, um, with Tomer, and I made some of his knives. And he said you should put your stamp on. I'm like, I won't do it. And even the one I just did, that's like partially his, partially mine. I, I feel uncomfortable doing it. Uh, even this bullshit, this even this thing I made, this goofball thing that I'm just gonna fuck around with. I I didn't make the blade and do yeah. any part. I mean, I just kind of put the serrations in, put the handle on. I'm not going to put my name on it just because I just, I don't know. There's something, I don't just don't feel right about it. Yeah. I think the only safe way out of this is to do as Morocco has said, mm-hmm. speak to the maker um, and make sure he's happy with any, anything that you do. But, you know, it may be just a knife for yourself to use anyway. It may not be, yeah. you know, to sell on. But I think even so, sure. you know, you, I think you do the right thing and, yeah. um, and just, yes, yeah, speak to the maker. Clear. Being crystal clear, there's a good question from Dustin Sheffield yeah. you should ask. Dustin Sheffield. In so the, in the chat. So the chat. Um, for those who are listening during the week, maybe you listen to the podcast in the sort of traditional way, um, you may not be aware, but when we actually record this, it goes live on YouTube and Facebook as well. So we have a bunch of people who are watching us live, and they can get involved. So they'll ask questions. So sometimes we refer to them. They sometimes try to give some jokes they're never good they're never ever good but you know if we if you see us referring to that kind of thing it's generally because we can see the chat that's happening both on facebook and on youtube but dustin sheffield has done exactly that so he's watching us live and he said do you think if Morocco and jeff negotiated with forged in fire you guys could get a ktp episode with with craig involved <laughs> oh geez no um anything to get you guys together um First of all, I mean, I don't forge. I don't forge. So yes, you it, do. It would be, it would be, it would be for yes, comedy you do. value. Yes, I, you, yeah, do. you do. I use my, yes, I, do. I use my anvil to peen brass pins at the moment. That's about get as far as I go. Um, Dude, we'll get you on there. We'll get you on there. You don't need. We get you on there. So it, for comedy value, it could be quite funny. But um, no, I mean, Mareka, what are your <laughs> thoughts on um, that kind of thing? Yeah, we could get like a three-way tag team thing said. going. That would be yeah. fun. <laughs> Step into that. Right not with shoes. not with Jess, little moly yeah. cock. No way. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Hey, <laughs> hey. Uh, the problem is, is I I'm going to say something that we're we're probably not going to be ready for. Is we're not famous. The Forge and Fire would get nothing from from yeah. us being on there. It would be like I mean we are not even Z level <laughs> celebrities. So getting us on there will be funny for like a couple people and most of the viewers of Forge and Fire are like who are these three fruits? I mean that, there's not there's not we're not really nobody's gaining anything yeah. from having us on. 
overly friendly Nobody. with cock jokes and stuff. They'd be like, who are these guys? What's going however, on? However, however, <laughs> this has been said, if the three of us were the judges and Honor Kaglar was the host, it would be a fucking good episode. Mm. I guarantee you. That would I be guarantee you. I be- guarantee you it would be an excellent episode, but it's never going to happen. So, mm. I'm not, you know, funny to think. I'd love that. That that's what I would yeah. love to see. That would yeah. be super Great. fun. Yeah, Dustin is again in the chat. Has said uh, with Craig as host and get Ben and Onar on, Onar on as well as uh, as contestants. Sorry, let me just plug in here before I go dead. There we go. There we go. Okay, Mareko, do you want? Would you like to take the next question? Yeah, the next one's from John Martin uh, Marston. Excuse me. Uh, as a, a new knife maker, I'm an asshole. Uh, am I an asshole <laughs> I for a, uh, having say, to desire? I'm a new maker. I'm an asshole. I, should... I think you shouldn't have corrected yourself. I think you should just keep going there. <laughs> as a new maker, am I an asshole for having to desire? <laughs> no, desire. Uh, no desire to sharpen knives for people. I constantly get asked uh, with eight. M- Eight, with an eight-month-old and a full-time job, I barely have time for my own projects. If I'm, uh, if I'm not, what would be polite thing to say? Just yeah. say no thank you. Yeah, I Sorry. feel the same way. I don't sharpen you, you don't... other knives now just because <laughs> it can take a lot of time. And, you know, if it's not your work. I mean, I clench like hell when I'm sharpening my own work. So if it's somebody else's work, I... It, it, it's not for me and it's not rude to say you don't you're not obliged to take on any work from anybody so it's not rude to turn them down you know no it's not rude but people i do i've people raised their nose and i've said i don't sharpen other people's knives and it's and it's the, it's just what you're saying i once sharpened i had a i had a friend of mine who was had a friend who was a cop and he says i would could you think i you know he was a cop and i was he's like do you think you could sharpen my wife's knives and i'm like as long as they're not cutco knives ha 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 he brings a cereal box, a fucking Rice Krispie box filled oh, yeah. with Cutco knives. And I'm just like, I'm like, <laughs> he's like, he's like, oh, I thought you were joking. And I'm like, no, I mean, I'll do it. But it was a little bit too much time. And I don't feel comfortable sharpening it. Like, I wouldn't be able, I wouldn't feel comfortable sharpening any of my friends' knives. Just because, like, everybody does it all, especially knife makers. They do everything differently. I wouldn't want to do something that would be, I wouldn't want to damage someone else's knife. Now, if it was yeah. like... You know, if it's my aunt or if it's like someone very close and I always say, give me that goddamn knife and I'll fix it. And that's something different. But like, <laughs> you know, right. if, if somebody showed up with Mareko's knife, asked me to sharpen it, I'd be like, go send it to Mareko. I ain't touching it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I've, you know, I, sh- I actually do sharpen p- knives for people. Um, I, I've done a lot of sharpening. And I've even done some repair work on other makers' work. But I've, if when I've done that, um, I've always talked to that maker first um, to see what they think. Sent them pictures. Talked to them, how, you know, if they're okay with me doing it. I felt, you know, I felt pretty confident about being able to do that. But again, like uh, like you guys have said, you know, we don't have any obligation to anybody to do anything <laughs> around knife stuff. And so if you don't have the time, especially if you don't have time for your own projects, taking on other people's stuff is not a priority. And I think it's perfectly fine to just say, I'm sorry, yeah. I just don't have time. Yeah. I don't have Fully time. Fully agree. Fully agree. What are they, what are they gonna, gonna say? say? You're being oh, <laughs> he doesn't have time to sharpen my knife. The knife maker can't sharpen my knife. I've 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 heard that. But. I've heard that from people. <laughs> You know, because people who don't, I mean, people are going to ask you are assuming you're like the corner hardware guy 
who's gonna who does you know he got the bench grinder for the for the lawnmower blades so it's like people just assume Oof. that like you know people used to there used to be knife sharpening trucks and people used to drive around with them you know oh, so yeah. it's like they don't have that anymore sure. people that's why i'm gonna make ginsu knives from now on <laughs> ulcerations all the time ulcerations <laughs> we've got another question from maximus knives and maximus contact us via dm at knife talk podcast on instagram it's that easy that's what he did that's what he did um his question is is it possible to over temper the edge of a blade because it's ground too thin who um I don't think so, because when you're tempering something, you're soaking it. So you want that whole blade to be at that temperature anyway. So if you're using something like, you know, like an even heat or something, you know, that's that's controlled well, you want that whole blade to come up to that temperature. If something's thinner, it doesn't mean it's getting hotter. It's all soaking at that same temperature. I think, I suppose the only issue yeah. you may have is if you're using maybe, uh, like, you know, lots of people using, like, home-built kilns, that kind of thing, and you're putting the edge closer to the, uh, the elements, the heating elements, and your reading that's being taken isn't, isn't that accurate there's a chance i suppose uh but the whole point is to soak the whole blade at, 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 at that at that sort of temperature anyway um what do you think jeff do you think it's possible to uh over temper it's i mean the the only time i've ever over tempered something is when i was back early when i was using a toaster oven to temper and mm. then i pulled these knives out and they were blue <laughs> like smurf knives i mean it was like <laughs> and it was like very clearly they had you know those little toaster ovens the way they work is the heating element goes to a certain temperature and then it shuts off but it doesn't stop it from rising so mm. you're like if you're trying to hit 400 it's going to hit 500 before it drops down to 400 so or it's too or your tray is too close to the heating element or something like that the, the only way to overheat yeah. something over temper it is it to go over the temperature that you're looking for yeah yeah. I mean, I've tempered, I've, I've, uh, uh, shim tempered knives six times, you know, way more than four hours. Sure. So it's like, you know, and it didn't change, it didn't change the temper, it didn't ruin the temper, it didn't change, it still had, uh, whatever, straw yellow, but at the same time, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I think, as long as you're using something that's very, very controlled, and that's what's great about, like, an even heat kiln and the difference, like Jeff was saying, between an even heat and, like, your home. It's just, like, yeah, your home oven's got a regulator, but it's not as refined as what an even heat will offer you. And if you, like, my original even heat kiln um, has the coils around three walls, uh, so everything but the door, basically. So when I, if, if I was worried about... The tip, maybe, especially on long knives, being too close to the back elements, I just yeah. turn the knife around um, and put the tip towards the door. Uh, but yeah, over it's it's that's the way I sleep as well. The the tip, especially, <laughs> yeah. Jesus, jeez, never never misses a shot. Oh never God. misses a chance. Never misses a chance. Come on, take him, take a shot. You you, you can't so get a homer unless you take a door. swing at the pitch. I got you. <laughs> I don't know what to say after that. Well, then let's... Me you, de- you derailed yeah, me. You, I lost you it. You should apologize, Craig. You derailed me. <laughs> I do apologize. Which side of the bed you sleep read. on? My tepper was places the door. Yeah, okay. <laughs> How dare you, sir. Um, I, I think we should take as many uh, questions from the, uh, from, the, from, the, from the from our listeners as possible. This Grateful Knives says, do you 
resharpen knives for customers or do you advise them to be sharpened by a professional sharpener? That's a good question. Hmm. What do you tell your prof- what do you tell your customers? I, I I personally, unless I know a sharpener in the area or can easily find one, because if somebody's got a good reputation and are talented and skilled, like L.A. has a great sharpener. St. Louis has great sharpeners like Kasumi Kev. Uh, you know, New York's going to have a good sharpener and, and retailers who also offer sharpening services. But if I can't find one really easily, uh, I just tell them to send it back to me and I'll take care of it and I'll sharpen it and clean up and make it look brand new basically again and i'll send it back out yeah but i i only suggest them going to somebody if i can find somebody reputable but the problem is is there are a lot of like jeff was saying like the hardware sharpener there are a lot of people out there destroying knives who are quote-unquote knife sharpeners that don't actually know what the hell they're doing don't have the proper equipment they're not running at the proper speeds or using the right abrasives they're overheating the steel ruining temp they're doing all kinds of horrible things to knives so unless they have a strong reputation and they're easy to find again like i don't think you go to them i think you send it back to the, yeah. the maker now if the maker is international that's a pain yeah in the ass, i was obviously. about to say that, that but with there's most be somebody of my customers that, virtually none are here local here in france um so i always say yeah. if you want to send it back at any point i'll resharpen and give it you know give it give it a once over kind of thing but um that's probably happened maybe two or three times three times possibly sure. um but yeah i what i gen- i mean it's always the question you always get you know well, how should i sharpen the knife so i just tell them to get a, a like a ceramic hone which isn't um isn't really aggressive it's not your tear of the steel and okay it's not sharpening it's honing but if you just do that regularly regularly you shouldn't really need to regularly sharpen then um but what i do with sure. restaurant orders and it's a good so i suppose it's a sales technique i suppose um once a year so most of the restaurants that i supply are in london um run that sort of area so i go back once a year anyway and i'll go back and revisit all of these um and i and i'll sharpen i'll I'll take some stones and i'll sharpen therefore so i'll resharpen the knives whilst i'm there for a couple of hours i generally get something nice to eat and we have a chat and we say you know you're you looking for anything yep. else and you know <laughs> and it's a good way of getting sort of that repeat order as well and most of the restaurants i've worked with i've i have had repeat orders you know the following years that kind of thing or you know could we have another dozen of that of that knife then you know so it's yeah you use it as a sort of sales technique if it's that sort of a batch for a restaurant that kind of thing um but other than that yeah i just yeah i offer the service but i don't really see knives coming back for sharpening personally me too now this would be a good time to run some ad because i'm going to start it we have a new bit guys oh okay we have a new bit well let's tell people about our our belts first eh Combat Abrasives makes the world's best abrasive belts for knife makers. Available in any size at unbelievable prices. Go take a look at CombatAbrasives.com and get 15% off with promo code KNIFETALK15. Do it now. Do it now. And these are the belts that we use personally, and I think a lot of people in the chat here as well use them because because they're the best. Um, they ship 
They're great, they're great for sharpening, for sharpening too. too. And what I love about combat is they, <laughs> they have such a variety of belts too. So, I mean, we all use the shredders, which are the, you know, the, the 36, 60s, 80s, the ceramic belts. Um, but they've got so many others. So generally what I do is when I place an order, I'll place an order for one or two belts that I maybe haven't tried before, you know, because you, you can buy them singly. Um, and it's a good way to, tr you know, to try new stuff. So yeah, combat abrasives, make sure you get the discount, make sure you tell them where you came from. Um, which is the Knife Talk podcast. And, um, yeah, it keeps us happy, keeps them happy, and you're going to be happy with your shiny new belts. Jeff, we have a new bet. <laughs> What's this you. about? Look at you. So last week I came up with a story, and it was, this, it was I pr proposed a scenario, and I was looking for honesty. I was looking for truth and honesty, a true honest reaction. This is kind of like came from our old, you know, dilemmas thing. But now I can't count on our on our listeners to write us good stuff. So now I got to write the good stuff. <laughs> so it was interesting because last week we talked about the response. It, it wasn't really about responsibility. It was about whether or not if somebody used one of my knives for, it was me saying if I use one of, if somebody used one of my knives to hurt themselves, or someone else would I would said I would stop making knives. I got a lot of messages, not only in knife talk, but at my personal DMs. People were like, you know, I think I hit I hit something too close to the bone. Usually people care when it all of a sudden they think it's affecting them. I wasn't really calling for a ban. I was calling for, you know, me not being able to sleep, and that was pretty much it. So I thought this is a good time to ask you good questions. So what I'm going to do is, I haven't really worked out the name, but it's really called, so far it's called Tough Scenarios. And I'm, and, and I'm going to hold you two to the fire because you're either going to answer honestly or your answer is going to be phony. Now, here's, what I'm, here's why I'm saying this. Because we're, we, are, we have an audience, we're listened to on Mondays, we understand that there are going to be consequences to the things that we say. Sometimes I think we are tight. And I, sometimes I think that we, we say things that we are hoping that doesn't make us sound bad. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to propose this, I'm going to propose this scenario. We're going to answer it. And I might judge if it's a phony answer or a fucking okay. honest answer. Okay. okay? <laughs> okay. All right. Well, we got Here's the same the question. Myself and Morocco. You know, we're going to just, yeah, this isn't like a quiz. This okay. is, yeah, we're going to be just discuss it. And I have three of them and one of them. And then Craig's already okay. getting competitive. No, yeah. this isn't, no, this isn't, this is not a, I'm not giving points. I'm just, you're either a phony or you're not a phony. I mean, that's really what it comes down okay. to. It's either you're being full of shit or you're not. I mean, but honestly, it doesn't really matter. I'm just trying to, I'm trying to throw a little bit of juice in the blood. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So the first question is, the first question is you've taken on a commission. And for whatever reason, you you're go over your budget by a mile. This happened to me. I just had my re roof redone. I'm thrilled with it. He gave us a great bid. He did a great job. He went over the budget by a lot. Like, not, not 100%, but close to 50%. It was still worth it. But wow. at the same time, in my mind, I'm thinking, what other business besides a contractor can you give someone a price and then go over the price and then ask for more money? It's mm. like, you can't do that when you go to the supermarket. You know, it's not like you're buying a ketchup and Heinz says, oh, by the way, we're another 75 cents. You know, it's like you see the price, blah, blah. So here's the question. And P.S., I'm thrilled with the roof. So you, you take a commission on, and for whatever reason, you go over budget by a mile. Maybe you broke the wood. Maybe something happened. After giving the original price, would you ever see yourself asking for more money? This is very timely for me. Very timely no. for me. See? Tough questions. <laughs> it's a Honest tough question. Or phony. It's your answer. 
it sounds as if I'm going to be phony. I'd say no because it's down to me. It's my fault. Right. I, sh- I should have done the the stuff up front. Um, and you know, when we quote for something, we, we build in a little bit, which is which is our profit, which is our wiggle room, right. that kind of thing. Um, and if I haven't done that correctly, it's down to me. Um, I really wouldn't put that down to the customer. It's down to me. But why do I feel that way when I've got builders every day coming back to me? <laughs> you know, right? why, why can yeah? Why do knife makers and maybe maybe sort of artisans, I suppose you could call us, people who who do sort of one-off stuff, maybe of a, maybe of sort of a higher value, maybe I don't know. Um, I, I think most people would say that it's down to us. Once we've quoted and we mess up, it costs That's us the more. Price. It's da- th- yeah, it's down to us. But on the other hand, if you get a builder come to quote for you, and you're, again, your roof, and I'm having it literally every day. I'm having this. Oh, but builders coming back to me saying happen. it's right. going to cost a bit more. I'm afraid we discovered this, we discovered that, and it's yeah. like, well, okay, yeah, it shouldn't be down to you. But yeah, why do we feel that way as? sort of independent makers i don't know i don't know but yeah i have a friend who i call the grenade puller right the grenade thrower i call him the grenade thrower he's a contractor he does does these bids and then he goes over budget and he doesn't tell the customer like if if i was over budget and i knew that we had something in the contract saying i'm going to go over budget and i'm just going to we're going to be billed so and so and such and such mm. you would get a daily itemized thing on why we're going over i would there would be no surprises my friend the grenade thrower he'll go over budget and then he'll tell them when he gives them the bill and they fucking lose their a lot of them <laughs> like you know lose their breath yeah. you're over by two months what the fuck i mean i call i said dude you just go into places i've been told i've been told that this friend of mine he'll he just drops a bill and runs and yeah. i and i said like it's like dropping a bomb in a room because it's like mm. he has there's and this is the only business now in regards to construction you know obviously you're you're in a foreign thing and there are things that are out of your purview but i mean my guy bought all this extra roofing i'm like you measured why do you have extra he's like well you could do something with it right i'm like like what what am i gonna do with it hmm. so what do you do let's say you <laughs> broke a handle maybe you have a special piece of wood and you broke it maybe you're using grandma's leg bone and you broke grandma's leg bone <laughs> what are you gonna do it's it's a weird like i said i think it's weird because we're different and i, and I was just trying to think why why are we different compared to like, like you said contractors builders whoever they may be and i think it's probably because we all of our work is based on our reputation we all know that anybody can go to a, a supermarket and buy a chef knife for 9.99 that's going to cut and do a fairly decent job so i think the the extra that we're charging because we're not charging nine ninety nine for a knife, the extra that we're charging is built on maybe our reputation um, and what people are expecting from us. Whereas, again, I'm taking the example of a builder; they don't really care so much about their reputation. Maybe they—I <laughs> wouldn't say so much about their reputation, but I mean, what they do is then being covered up. That—that's right. then onto somebody else to do to continue. What we make an artifact that's going to live, and we hope that somebody's going to cherish that finished artifact. Um, so maybe that's why we think a little bit differently. Um, I don't. morocco has been very quick. He's given us a lot of thought here. What, yeah. what are you thinking, Morocco? <laughs> I mean, I agree with you, Craig. If if I go over, and I've honestly, I've done this 
several times where I take the time, I make steel, I forge a blade, I get it partially ground, and so I can reveal the pattern. I show the customer, and the customer's like, oh. And we've talked about this issue before, but you know, the pattern wasn't ideal for what they were looking for for that particular project. I set it down. I start over. And you- I've done that on on a couple projects. I did that three or four times. Hmm. But um, for me personally, I I take responsi- I take that as my responsibility. Um, for because honestly, like I I can see why like they've I, and I've been very specific. They've been very specific with me, and I've asked them to send pictures of what they're looking for. And so when I go back to try to recreate a pattern, it doesn't always work out. And you know, I I send them these iterations, and it and it's they're like oh no blah blah whatever. So it doesn't work. But I think that's on me. And honestly, I think like your contractor going over Jeff, unless he found like your sheeting underneath the roofing was moldy and rotten and that need to be replaced or something like there's unforeseen things that you just couldn't see because it's underneath they the always stuff do it that that had that that kind of addition mm-hmm. that kind of additional work but if he just over if he fucked up and he didn't buy enough material or he underbid like i think that's actually on the contractor and they should be eating that and taking that out of themselves out of their what would be their profits because they made that mistake, but I think a lot of them have in their contract that that is on. I think the it's customer a normal and not think, the contractor. So they have better con. I think they have better contracts than us. I basically. think that with <laughs> contractors, I've heard. I was talking to. I was talking to the grenade thrower actually a couple nights ago about it. My my guy, and he sure. said there's something called a soft price. <laughs> the soft price is what you get in with, and then you know I'm the, I'm still happy with. I mean I I. When, we, when he gave me a, a bid to go, it was going to be three days, and then we were on day five, and I walk into him, and I'm like, I know this isn't going to be done today. Hmm. You're not doubling my price, are you? And he says, no, I would never do that. I'm just like, I'm going to fucking, I'm going to come up there. I'm going to take your ladder, and I'm going to strand you up there if you do. And it was like, it was, we, the, his, the final price we were happy with based on the project that he did, but contractors do that all the time they do yeah. it they never they never ever ever stick to the price that they give never. and it's accepted it's accepted so accepted. i'm just thinking right. that there's like a tv show that we watch over here i'm sure it's around the world grand designs i know they do it in australia i'm not sure if they do it in the u.s where um somebody buys in like an old house or whatever it is or they you know they, they get an architect in and they build these multi-million pound houses they're incredible and the the host kevin Who's a randy bastard, by the way, because the woman always gets pregnant halfway through the build, and it's the same host each time. And I think it's, it's, it's Kevin again. But anyway, I, I, yeah, I'm going off track. Um, he always asks what their, what their budget is at the beginning, and they'll say, I don't know, 1.3 million, 1.5 million, whatever. At the very last shot, he'll always say, what did you end up spending on, on your builders? And it's always ridiculous. It's like two and a half million, three million. But it's never a surprise that it's gone up this massive no. amount. You know, it's, no. it's just, it's almost expected. No. But yeah, imagine if we did that. We quoted a knife. We then, you know, it's finished. We're about to ship it. Here's your invoice. And it's, you know, double what we'd said. Yeah. It's it's not going to, it's not going to shoot. It's not going to work. We People were, would lose their minds. Yeah. People would lose their minds. I like that question. Yeah. And that was actually the warm up round. Just oh, to let you know, okay. they get pres- they get okay. they get substantially harder. 
Okay. Um, okay. I only Be- have... Before we get into the next one, then, let's talk ahead. about another sponsor. Um, so we started doing the uh, Dharma Steel Knife of the Week. Um, so Dharma Steel were very kind, got in touch with us. We did a show with them. Um, we're big fans of everything that they do. Um, but um, we decided we were going to look for knives each week that have tagged Dharma Steel. So they're using Dharma Steel as their material. And we we're going to highlight one each week. So this one is a beauty. So this is by Stefano Compostella, who's wow. an Italian maker. Um, this thing is beautiful. So he's using the, the Bjorkman twist, which is which is the Dharma steel pattern there, and you can see that. And that 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 is just it's, it's almost shimmering. It's a beautiful photo as well. Um, yeah, it's a twenty-two centimeter blade. Um, it's just beautiful. It's got a, a titanium guard and pommel using stabilized birch. Um, beautiful. So, yeah, that's um, Stefano Compostella. He's on Instagram. Go and take a look at his work. It's beautiful. He uses a lot of Dharma steel, um, and I think that's a particularly beautiful uh, beautiful uh, set of knives. Um, but you, if you want to use Dharma steel yourself, you can do go to Dharma steel online. Um, and if you use Knife Talk, once you set up an account, if you use Knife Talk 10, you'll get 10% off your order, um, which can be quite substantial. So, yeah, do that. Make something beautiful. Tag us, and we'll show the world. So I'm rating both of your both of your answers as honest. I didn't think either one of them were phony. I thought right. that they were both okay. very honest. All right, we now we're going to get into, okay. Yeah, no, no, was, those, were the, those were the right answers. Those were the right answers. And that's what everyone should stand by their work. What's that film with Robert De Niro and um, Meet the Meet the Fuckers, where he, he gives them all like a truth test, and they're, they're in the circle of truth. Then if they pass yeah. this test, yeah, yeah, that's right. The Meet the Fuckers. Yeah. yeah. All right. Here's the next question. Prepare yourselves, guys. It's going to get substantially harder. Your approach to make a knife for someone you don't know—they're offering life-changing money, and you can describe life-changing money however you. That's that's life-changing money. You can make whatever you want. You can make a paring knife. You can make whatever you want. Life-changing money. No questions asked. But the only thing you're told about the buyer is that he's a bad guy. And no one will ever connect you to that person. Your work. And you don't know what that means. He's a bad guy. Could be cheats on his wife. Could be he's a mass murderer. You don't know anything. You told him you're a bad guy. Life-changing money. You're making it, and then no one will ever connect you and to, to doing this transaction. Like, he's not going to go on, you know, you're not going to kill a bunch of people and wave your knife around. Um, there's no one ever going to be able to connect you with this particular commission. Completely anonymous. You take the job. You don't know. That's the thing. You don't know what that means. He's a bad guy. You don't know. Life-changing money. The money that makes you wealth for your family, for your grandkids. <laughs> this is a I'll slam ju- I'll dunk jump job. In. I'll jump straight in. Go ahead. Fuck yes. Yes, without a doubt. I'm this is this is a business. I'm here to make money. I mean, if you were to tell me this guy is Mohammed Atta. I don't know who that is, but <laughs> the, the pilot for 911. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Well, I mean, it was the knife involved with in, you know? You I, don't I, know. I, You'll never they'll never be able to trace you. Um Personally, I think unless I'm specifically told he's going to use this knife to cause no, harm or maim somebody, is... I'm I'm in. I'm taking the money. I'm running. Right. I'm without okay. a, without a doubt. But you if, don't know. It could be as little as like you know, he's just you know he lies a lot or he's not a good person. You don't know. Do you could do a background? From... Do you do a background check on your customers? See, you don't know. Joe thing. Schmo, who ordered last week, he could be the he could be the next serial killer. You know, you don't know. No, um, but you're you're told. 
All you're told he's is he's a bad guy. He's a bad guy. He's a bad guy. Okay. I'm I'm in. I'm in. All I'll right. make him whatever he likes. Yeah. Mareko. <laughs> wow. No. no. Ooh. I, okay. Why? Why? I don't make it. But you're not told anything. You don't know anything except for the fact that he's just a bad guy. Yeah. No. I don't wow. make it. I, I life think changing uh, money. life changing money. Yeah. You don't know. It could be bad guys in like he's just like told a bad joke. Nick Nick in the chat has just said a really good one. <laughs> OJ wants a knife and he's gonna give me a million dollars for it. <laughs> See, here's the problem with this. It's no. you, you we don't know our customers most of the time anyway. Just because you suggest mm, sure. just because you're suggesting that he's bad, but you don't have to know anything else. You're not gonna take the money. You're talking millions of dollars. No, no, no strings attached. <laughs> wow. No. No. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I don't know. I just I feel like it would weigh on my conscience too much. I I couldn't let that go. Even if even if it even, he just cheated you know, on his wife. That's it. Yeah. Even if it's that. It, the the fact that it could be any worst case scenario. I, and I'm no one not would interested. ever be able to track. I'm not that no desperate. Ever- I don't give a fuck. I'm not that desperate. <laughs> but this could have been your last, cu- the last order that you received ever. That wealth guy for your, but I'm just saying generational that, wealth. I'm just saying the real last order that you had. That guy could be a crazy nut. You don't, you know. I, I don't know. Right. Hmm. Do you okay. want my answer? Dustin Sheffield wants to know my answer. Of course, I'm going to answer. It. I'm not only the judge. I didn't actually. Th- I didn't actually. Th- when I wrote these, I didn't actually think about my answer. But now, what I would do is, I'm going to imagine that this is like, we're talking Adolf Hitler, Mohammed Atta, you know, bad dude. I'm taking the money and investing in a shrink and a, and a hypno in a hypnotist. I'm going to. I'm going to pick some of that generational wealth. I'm going to wipe this fucking shit clean and clear, and I'm going to take care of my family. There you go. Okay. There's no right or wrong answer there, like yes. like all these questions. But um, right. I like I like this section. I like it. Now, if you were one of the if you were one of the listeners of this podcast and you want to suggest, if you want to send one in, but don't, some of you guys write me like you know the Magna Carta. You don't you don't have to write me something. I mean, we you don't have to write me something that's like long. I don't need chapters. You know what I'm saying? Write me a very clear, concise uh, scenario, and we'll read it. Um, and then, um, you, here's one that I wouldn't suggest you do. This I've got, is one, not I've the, got one for you two after this okay. as well. Now this would be an example of a question I don't want because when we do the hot takes, a lot of the hot takes, I'm kind of like backing off the hot takes because a lot of you guys, you write this, some, you know, you're just trying to play around here would be an example of a question that I wouldn't ask and I wouldn't suggest, but I'm going to read it to you anyway. You're in a locked room. With nothing but a thousand bananas. Okay? Locked room, thousand bananas. You can't leave until you either eat all the bananas or you put up put one up your ass and nobody will know. You eat the thousand <laughs> bananas or you slip one under the under your ass, up your ass, no one will ever know. No one will ever know. You get out. As soon as they're gone, the thousand eaten or one up the old poop chute, you're gone. No one will ever know. What do you do? No question. Jumping straight in. Banana up the arse. <laughs> Mareko, where are you going? 
<laughs> I didn't think that you would. A thousand bananas? Dude, you're not eating a thousand bananas. Get the fuck out of here. He just answered the question correctly. I'm not eating a thousand bananas, and there's no bathroom, so you're going to be locked up forever, right? A thousand bananas? How many bananas can you eat a day? 20? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Ooh. You're going to hate bananas yeah. by the end of that. That's, that's 50 days. 50 days of eating 20 a day. Oh, you can't do it. And now, these no. are not the kind of questions I would suggest that our listeners ask, but mm. I'm definitely going to, you know, not be happy about it, but I might have to do, I mean, I'm not going to be as enthusiastic as Craig is, but I'm going to, you know, I, I might, I don't know. Is this, the, I mean, is I this the green, it, green, really hard banana or is this, well, you know, I mean, slightly blacky and going a bit mushy? Where are we, we, we going with this? I mean, I just don't know if, I mean, I just didn't realize how enthusiastic you'd be about, I mean, you didn't even think about it. You went straight, you didn't think, oh, how many bananas can I eat? You were like straight up the ass. I'm so where, straight up where's the, the bad part to this? Where's the bad part to this? It's not a good day. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I've, I've, I've got a question for you, right? Go ahead. Oh, by the um, way, I'm going straight up the ass, too. I'm not, I'm not sitting around for a thousand bananas. That's what she said. <laughs> right. So uh, <laughs> let's say you run a podcast which is fairly successful. It has a bit of a community behind it. So, you know, it has a listenership. Um, and you have sponsors for this podcast. Um, and it, it makes you a little bit of money. And, you know, it, it helps you give discounts to, to listeners, all that kind of thing. Now, one of these sponsors follows you on Facebook or asks to be connected on Facebook, but all they post are really, really shitty memes. Really shitty memes. They're not funny. They're just like, they're really shitty memes. What do you do? What do you do? Let's go with, let's go with, <laughs> with Jeff first. Well, go with Mareko first. He hasn't even figured out if he's going to eat the bananas or not. <laughs> Oh, I'll take the banana. Attaboy, attaboy, You could probably even you could probably even lube up with one banana so the second one goes oh, in. Oh, it's gone for two. Nice. Didn't need two. Um, <laughs> you guys are so not, you're not phonies. You're officially not phonies. You're not phonies. You're not phonies. Uh, okay. Oh, let's yeah, say. So, I'm very let's careful. Say, um, oh, let's sorry. say I nearly I nearly said his name. I nearly said Ryan. Then I nearly said his name. Um, this guy's on holiday in Jamaica, and he's uh, he's just finding random memes and posting them on Facebook. And he's just like, "Oh, not another one, not another one." What do you do? What do you do? Do you talk about it on the podcast? Do you just unfollow him? Where where do you go with this? Is this is this a real thing? Are, we, are, we, are you, I hope this is like a setup. This is like a setup for a read because like I'm getting uncomfortable. It you is know? uncomfortable, Ryan. If you're listening, mate, mate, whoa, mate. <laughs> No, Mom. Enjoy your holiday. You're having a lovely holiday in Jamaica with your family. Lay off the memes. It's a bit thick. It's a little bit thick. But you do make a great grinder. You make a great grinder. Tell us about the grinder, Jeff. Hey, listen. Guys, Broadback Ironworks 2x72 grinder is a beast. If you go to uh, broadbackironworks.com, put in promo code full blast up uh, knife talk ten. Don't put in full blast ten. Put a knife talk knife talk ten. You'll get ten percent off your order. It goes horizontal. It goes vertical. You have arms. You have different attachments that you can you know retrofit to your grinder if you have one already. Uh, it's got awesome. Uh, it's great. It's a great pro. It's a great grinder. It's my number one grinder. I got three grinders in the shop. It is my number one grinder by like a mile. And um, 
it's definitely the definitely I I like it very much. And if I didn't like it very much, I really would be like very quiet about it. That's for sure. I'd be talking about Ryan's memes. <laughs> and Ryan, if you're listening, I'm joking. Clearly, what is there, wait, wait, now I need to know what his memes are. What is he doing? Um, I, d- to make I don't him know. crazy. Like, does yeah. he have like one from like one tequila, two tequila, three tequila floor, that kind of I, thing, or is it like? I think a lot of it is. Well, I think when you first connect with somebody, I think maybe the algorithm gets skewed a little bit. So they may be showing me just lots of his older posts and uh-huh. stuff, you know, putting it, throwing it on. So it looks as if I, it looks as if he's just there twenty four hours a day putting these memes on. Um, but yeah, I'm <laughs> joking. Obviously, I'm joking. I am joking. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, mm. do we have any hot takes? We, we're out of hot takes, but we have uh, unsolicited advice, and uh, we have unsolicited advice. I, 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 the hot takes, we're going to have to take a break on the hot takes, because some of them are just like, I read them, and I'm just like, none of them are nuanced enough. So you can write, send them in, I'll hold on to them. But uh, yeah, the answer, the last, that would be, the banana in the tailpipe might be a good name for the show, by the way. Yeah. Um, unsolicited <laughs> advice is, you know, generally speaking, you know, we used to get unsolicited advice if, like, you post something and say, well, if you do it like this, this is the way you should do it. The way I do it, it's like you're, we're asking you for advice. So uh, D Dags or Degs33 says, I know you didn't ask, but if you're looking for an easy way to design simple parts for laser slash water cutting, uh, Microsoft Visio allows you to export in D8, DXF. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. So DXF Craig? file is the like a 2D CAD file, which you'd use for laser cutting, water jet cutting, that kind of thing. Okay. Microsoft Visio. Right. Okay. That's cool. So, yeah, if you're not using a Mac, using a PC, maybe Microsoft Visio. I'm not sure if it comes free on, on, on you know, as part of the office package. But, yeah, that's, that's, that's nice to know. Craig's new uh, podcast is going to be Water Jets Are Us, right? You're not going to have a secondary podcast about from CNC to water jets? You're no. shaking your head no. Okay. No, no. Okay. Uh, Fell flat. The next Fell flat. <laughs> you can't win them all, man. Come on. <laughs> the next one comes from Tyler Wilkins. I know you didn't ask, but when, uh, when I... When I make candles, I hold a piece of scrap leather behind the sandpaper. It, help evens, it helps even out the pressure. When he's hand sanding, he puts a little bit oh. of leather behind his sanding stick to... Yeah. Give a little bit of that. Uh, Ian Jackart says, if you ever want to forge a full tank blade and don't have a guillotine tool, use a round bar and work it over the horn. If your anvil, uh, if the anvil of your horn or the bottom of the fuller of your hardy hole. Uh, if I remember correctly, Niels Vanderberg has a great video on this free, on this free in his Instagram reels. If not, his YouTube should have them. So figuring out a different variation from using a guillotine tool. Nice. Anybody in the chat, by the way, have tips? Um, tips that we maybe haven't covered on the show before. Something specific that you do that can maybe could help others. That would be cool. Why don't you, you can read that one. One came right up from Dustin Sheffield, who's very in, active with us today. Very active. Um, is, that, is that a guy from last week? He's not here, is he? Well, I got a lot of messages about, we kept calling him Jacko. Jacko, But apparently... Yeah. It's Yakko. Oh, he's Dutch, so wasn't he? Yes, yeah. Everyone yeah. was giving us all... I was getting... Too many people were slipping into my DMs and correcting me. Correcting Yako. me, which yeah. always is annoying. Just letting you know. When you yeah. send me LOL, you know, his name's Yakko, LOL. You're, you're not helping me at all, so... He's off 
obviously watching a, an Alex Steele video anyway. He's not Clearly. Here. Dustin oh, yeah, Sheffield that was you, anyway. That was you, oh, yeah, that was you, Lando Novak. You have a tendency <laughs> to kind of like get me behind the whatever. <laughs> Dustin Sheffield has a tip. Um, I know you didn't ask, but recently used my hot stamp with some ink on a sketch. Uh, you know, like a stamp. I'm not sure what he means there. Used a hot stamp with some ink on a sketch. All oh, right, okay, just like just like just a like letterpress a kind of instead right, of a rubber okay, stamp. Cool. Yeah, nice idea. Yeah. Hmm. Grateful knives. I'll I will get Yako. So I don't know. I think they live together. Maybe I don't know. Maybe this relationship formed, um, and they've now they're now a couple. Who knows? Oh, you were making fun of my joke falling flat. How dare you? <laughs> this one comes from Chris King. Unsolicited advice. You should have an even heat promo recorded so Craig doesn't have to edit it after it plays. Loves you guys. Listen, it doesn't matter. That's that's that unsolicited advice. We don't want, we like the way we do things. Okay, so we the need even to... heat thing is a recorded. It's knife talk. No, see knife talk. Knife no, talk. He... Knife talk. <laughs> knife talk. But he's knife saying talk. that the, the he's saying that the the, the soul ceramics thing should. Ah, uh, oh, I see. I see. Yeah. yeah, we'll get we'll get uh, Brian on the case. Maybe Brian's busy. He's got too much to do. Don't worry about him. Yeah. Uh, Stanton Knives says, hey, guys, I have a question. Uh, no, I'm not going to do that one. Sorry about that, guys. That would have slipped to the cracks. Oh, you know what? Uh, why not? It's here. Stanton Knives says, hey, guys, I have a question. Do you Rockwell test all the blades you make? I'm looking to set up my game, and I'd like to be able to verify my hardness numbers. Any recommendations on brands or where you buy a hardness tester? Thank guys. Thanks, guys. That was supposed to be an insulted advice, clearly. Yeah. Um, I don't do every blade, but I do one from every batch. Um, so, uh, so yeah, effectively they should all be the same within that batch. Um, I use a Wilson hardness tester, um, which, uh, they're American made. I know a lot of people use Wilson, Wilson's. Um, I got mine super, super cheap on Facebook back in the UK. Um, so occasionally you will see things like that on Facebook marketplace. Um, but yeah, mine's a Wilson that there is like a, like a Chinese import. I know lots of people are using it, um, for around, I think around about seven hundred dollars, which looks exactly like my Wilson. It's obviously just a complete rip off, um, but it seems to work well. So yeah, there's there's options. Uh, Morocco, do you do you have a hardness tester there, and do you test all your blades? I do have a hardness tester. I do not test every single blade um, because I'm basically <laughs> I figured out a recipe for how I want to heat treat my blades. I did do samples and I and I hardness tested those. But I haven't changed anything since that. So, and I'm working with kind of like the same chemistry when I'm uh, like of Damas like different uh, steels that I put in my Damascus. I'm using the same steels. I'm using the same process. So I don't really need to change anything. Now, if I'm playing with a new material or one that I don't use very often, maybe I'll run some tests and do some samples first before doing the actual knife. But outside of that, I don't really hardness test very often. Mm. Yeah, and when I first got mine, I was testing that everything. Makes sense. Every any any bit of metal in the shop was being tested, <laughs> but uh, that yeah, that novelty soon sure. wears off. But yeah, once a batch for me is enough. Uh, Jeff, you got one? Are you using yours regularly? I got mine from Chris Zepp. He had an extra one. Um, I do usually when I do nice. batches, I'll do you know every fifth one or so, um, or tenth, depending on depending. I do heat treatment differently. I don't do I don't do it every day. I do it like you know batches of ten or something like that, and I'll do a couple just to kind of see. Um, but do you do people buy brand new rock uh, Rockwell testers? I've only seen people buying these these Chinese import ones. By the way, Yako is in the chat. Um, hello all. I'm listen. I'll listen on Monday. I just bought a mill and I'm on the road. 
He's Dutch. This could be a windmill. I instantly thought he's just bought a nice, nice mill, and but it could well be a windmill. Who knows? He's there that in his clogs. Be. He's there in his clogs. <laughs> going to his new windmill, waiting to listen to the show on Monday. See, here, here's the problem with some of these guys. Uh, Yako, thank you. Lando Novak just didn't hear me when I said, I'm not doing hot takes for a while. And he's giving a hot take. So I might as well read your hot take. But Lando, you are really 100% on my, you're, 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 not, you're not listening either. You're obnoxious and you're not listening. You're not listening either. You are in the mold, you're in the mold on my ass. And I don't like it. I'm going to get you snipped off. Hot take for you. Canola oils for cooking. There are oils engineered for quenching. Cooking French fries isn't in there. I don't know what MSDS is. MSDS. I don't know. Don't know. Lando didn't even do a very good job, Lando. So, <laughs> gah. All right. So here's some more uh, unsolicited advice. This one comes from uh, Justin Blauert. Here's some unsolicited advice. A little cosmetic makeup tri- little cosmetic makeup triangles work great for cleaning up the epoxy squeeze out on the front of the handles and will not s- scratch the blade like some Q-tips will. Add a little acetone and go to work. Enjoy the show. Do you know what those little makeup triangles, you use them, don't you, Craig? No. No? No. All natural. Mm. I, just, I use put filters on everything. Oh, nice. Attaboy. Attaboy. Don't need that. Attaboy. <laughs> okay. Sharp on Socks says, unsolicited advice for butthole blades. One of our listeners, butthole blades. Change your name to BH Blades and make butthole drawing out of each, make a butthole drawing in each knife. That could not immediately stand out as a butthole. (laughs) Never say your previous name again, but let your current fans create a buzz on the internet. Send me a knife if this makes you rich. (laughs) (laughs) Shall we take one or two more questions from the from the public? Yeah. Do Do you want to take one, Morocco, from the from the list we've got? Sure. We got one here from Tradition Knives. He says, obviously, something has to reveal the stainless Damascus pattern, but I personally like the look of a ferric and slash mustard patina on mono carbon steel and want to achieve the same on mono steel stainless. Do you have any tips for forced patina on stainless? Forced Anything? patina on stainless? Um No. Um, I've never really had a patina develop on, on a stainless, personally. Um Jeff, anything? I mean, not a forced patina, but I I have put my 440C stainless in ferric chloride, and it definitely does um, change it into more of a matte finish than a satin finish. Um, sure. It doesn't really leave, I don't really it doesn't leave really stain. Uh, mm. It makes more it's like, like a, a like diff- chalkiness, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, like a matte finish, like a matte yeah. finish. But it's like it's not really it's not it's not good or bad it's just a thing so i mean i know that they do make just to let you know they do make gun bluing for stainless uh there's a company called jacks and we used to actually use it back in this metal shop where we had to darken some stainless steel railings now i wouldn't i mean i don't know if chemicals are good for knives i know that there are people who do use gun bluing a specific way and is they say it's food safe but I mean, the only thing I can think of that would change the color of stainless would be some sort of, you know, acid or something. Hmm. Sure. What you? Th- yeah, I mean, I guess you could. I don't know, <laughs> because uh, I guess you could do like um, 
because muriatic usually is used to reveal the Damascus on like Damasteel or something like that, uh, like warm muriatic. So maybe you could have like a little sponge and dip it in the muriatic and then dip it on the blade, but then also have the blade ready to neutralize because if you start getting like droplets running down the blade, that's obviously going to ruin the effect. Um, I mean, I think <laughs> what makes obviously a mustard patina look so great is because the carbon steel oxidizes. Um, but stainless has a clear, like a translucent oxidation, like you can't see it and it's hard to kind of break through that. And yeah, how to do that. You could also, I don't know, do some sort of painted resist or something like that. Um, and then, and then use the muriatic, but that, and the ferric obviously is a good thing too. I think I've, I've also heard of using, uh, what is it? Half like 50, 50 ferric and vinegar and warm that up. And that's sometimes used to kind of darken stainless at least to get the contrast but it might also darken like a mono steel stainless but i don't really know i've never done it before mm. myself so it'd be something somebody would have to experiment with and play with yeah. the resist bit. is a good point because i know andreas kalani just had in his stories he worked with an artist who used a nail polish as a paint and made mm. a resist on the faces sure. of the blades and you probably could if you were using a resist and then put it in the ferric chloride you would have that kind of weird, you'd have that weird, you know, like uh, matty part, and then your resist would kind of keep it the normal. But I don't. It wouldn't be exactly like a ferric chloride. I mean, it wouldn't be like yeah. exactly like a mustard patina. Right. Yeah. Actually, I just had an idea. So something somebody could do is if you, because I've seen uh, different ways that people do this. Uh, what is it? The mustard patina on carbon is they'll just like drip mustard from like whatever a few inches above this the, above the blade and they could possibly do the same thing with like nail polish but do multiple runs so resist do a series on once you know both sides get the nail polish dripped on there do just whatever a few minutes or like a few seconds 10 15 seconds in muriatic clean it off do it again and just do like maybe two or three runs and you will get kind of like a weird topographical effect from the different rounds and the different areas being resisted to create a similar effect mm. to a carbon steel patina or mustard patina. Yeah. I don't see why you'd want Maybe. to. I, I mean, I'm pulling that there's out a reason ass. for having a patina on a, on a high carbon steel blade. Um, so I don't see why you'd want to on a, on a stainless, but, um, Anyway, another question from Buster Cooey um, sent via Instagram. Um, he loves the show, but um, if someone, he specifically says, not me, uh, made a beefy 4x72 with all the bells and whistles, would the extra wide belts be worth all that R&D time? Um, loves, the, loves the show and all the rest of it. Um, 4x70. I mean, I'd imagine you're going to get a lot of sort of heat building up on that. It's, I mean, sometimes if I'm doing like a flat grind on, you know, let's say like a, you know, like a 50 mil heel of a chef knife, a lot of heat can build up because there's a lot of, lot of being in contact with, with the blade, um, which is why, you know, quite often, you know, you put a big wheel on instead because there's less contact. Um, it keeps, it keeps everything a little bit cooler. I'd imagine a four by 72 would generate a hell of a lot of heat and you'd have to be uh, very careful with it. I've never used anything bigger than a two by 72, so I'm not positive, but to me, I think maybe a two by seventy two is pretty optimal. Um, maybe longer belts, um, but maybe not wider belts. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I can see Morocco sort of nodding along there. What, what do you think, Morocco? 
Yeah, I think, I mean, the the only reason I can imagine somebody would want a four-inch wide platen is because they're struggling to keep things flat. And I think that means to me that they just need a little bit more practice keeping things clean. Um, but the way I grind, I spend a lot of time with my hands actually anchored kind of on the backside or on the side of the platen. And if it was four inches wide, it would, I, I can't see that. I mean, I could probably make it work, but I'm pretty happy with the two by 72. I don't know, like Buster, rip those two inch wheels off and put on four inch wheels and see what happens. And you can go to combat mm. and they'll make you some custom four inch wide by 72 inch belts. Those aren't, those aren't like abnormal were, belts, by the way. I mean, that, <clears throat> my last metal shop, we were a metal finishing shop and we were using stroke sanders with, you know, six inch belts that were, you know, 25 feet long. Or, you know, we were having, or we were using like 36 sure. inch, we were using 36 by four. You know, that's not abnormal. Um, mm-hmm. Honestly, right. if there was, I liked using those stroke sanders because you're, you, you're using less abrasives. I mean, you're, 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 you're more contact with fresh sure. abrasives. So if there mm-hmm. was a four by 72 grinder, I would probably use it because I want to get the job done faster. I don't know if it, I mean, obviously the belts are more expensive and I don't know if you're, I don't know if, if you're gaining more time and energy. But I mean, I've used bigger belts, and you know, they're pretty they're pretty slick too, you know. Mm. But I don't. But I, I think mean, when you really... when you've got something so sensitive to heat, such as a blade, though, I think you can be generating twice the heat really, because like you said, you're going through that much more abrasive. So, I, I don't know. In practice, I don't know. But yeah, I don't know. But I mean, he what... actually, he's he's got a second part to that question too. Um, <laughs> Um, if we had to make a guess, um, and he hopes it doesn't happen anytime soon, um, who do you think would be first to leave the show? If any of us were to leave the show, I'd say truthful, honest answer. Um, we record this at 9 o'clock on a Friday for me. 8 p.m. on a Friday, every Friday, I'd say it's probably going to be me. But come 10 p.m. on a Friday, I'm like, I'm so glad I did it. So, so yeah, I don't think any of us are leaving soon. I don't think any of us are leaving soon. We're all good. That's a tough question. I would, I would, you I quiet, would, Jeff. <laughs> I would probably say, I would probably, I would probably be, I would probably say it would be you too, because you, I think you. you'd be sick of doing it. Not, not only because you don't like it, but like it is a lot of work, and I always feel guilty when I send you all my full blast stuff to post. So, I'm always waiting for you to say, you know what, I'm spending too much time doing this. No, this this show is a welcome break for me um, from from other mm. distractions, and it's a good you know sit down every. Yeah, I, I like I said before the show, every time I'm like, oh, I got to the show tonight. Oh no, but I know that the minute we finish, I'm on a high. And you know that keeps me going for until the next week. So yeah, look at uh, you. Yeah. I ain't look going you. nowhere. Hey, by the way, we're coming up on our two hundredth episode. We better do something. We are. We are. Yes, we're oh, on one nine four. I think now. Something yeah, like that. We're, we're close. We are close. Um, suggestions yeah. in the chat. What should we do? What should we do? Oh, boy, um, I bet these suggestions are going to be real doozies. <laughs> real doozies. <laughs> <laughs> who set them a challenge uh Baraka, do you want to take maybe one more question and then we'll uh we'll take uh, can you see moonshine metalworks steve's yeah. question that's a good one 
Yeah. All right. And also, thank you to Moonshine. He sent me a message after the last podcast about uh, trying to help take care of my body because I've been struggling with some ache, a lot of aches and pains lately. All right. So he says, we all know, but by now, a good quality sandpaper, Rhino Wet by Indasa USA, knife. Talk 10 promo code, by the way, uh, can make a huge difference to your workflow and productivity. What other simple things are worth spending that little bit extra on to increase workflow and productivity? Shoes. Shoes. Good, comfortable shoes in the shop. You're going to be spending a lot of time on your feet. You need good shoes in the shop. Spend a little bit more and you'll be good to go. I think it's attitude. I think attitude is I think attitude is the most important thing. I think that's your number one thing to get you through the day and meet your goals and meet your expectations. Shoes. You know, we were you had your shoes <laughs> shoes and get your bananas and come on man. Eat your <laughs> thousand bananas. Um but seriously, like I've had and I was thinking about when we were talking about the four inch uh four inch belts. I was using a 36 by four before I had my two by 72s and it was working. Okay. It wasn't obviously it wasn't working great, but it was always my mind frame in regards to what needed to be done per hour and per half day and per day. So then reaching my expectations was the way to be more efficient. And I knew what I could do one day and then, you know, fine tune it so I could kind of match that or do better the next day. It's always mine for, cause you can figure out all, you can figure out the hand sanding, you figure out the, all the other stuff, but it's always like the efficiency of where you, your mind. That's what I think. Mm. For Steve specifically, um, spend a little bit more on your coffee. That own brown, sh- own brown <laughs> shit that you served me. I don't know if it was the coffee or it was your technique, yeah. but a little bit more uh, either better coffee or just a bit more time and effort into the coffee, mm. Steve. Come on. Come on. Don't you guys have Nescafe there in we the do. UK? We do. We do. And I'm pretty sure Steve could have served me the stuff that they're using to uh, etch their etch their steels in. It's yeah. just <laughs> fucking terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would say um, when it comes to something you spend a little bit more money on, I think buy yourself a few extra belts. Because honestly, like I used to be way too precious with belts and i once i started treating them like they were free as we've said lots of times before i i instead of spending a ton of time at a certain grit you know i was blasting through because because not only was i also buying more belts i was buying more steps in between because i used to try to go from like 60 to 220 to 400 um and then hand sand from there. But I real like once I started using 36s and also 120s in between some of those steps is I don't really do 320s, but occasionally I do a 600 um on my blades before hand sanding. Um it just made such a huge difference. It 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 made the grinding go faster on a single blade. And then when it came to the the hand sanding, yeah, I'm already I'm coming off the machine at 4 or 600 grit so i'm more then i start at four or six hundred grit and it makes the hand sanding super easy yeah yeah definitely don't scrimp on belts it's yeah. a yeah it's a false economy doing that i think um 
Yeah, yeah we've got a few ideas in the chat for our 200th episode. Um, first of all, Rainy Day Ford says, uh, congrats on 200 shows. Um, Dustin Springfield is obsessed. 200, um, get on Forged in Fire for a special. He's obsessed with that show. Um, what else we got? Um, have a fines meeting with penalty drinks. Uh, What's says a fines Brown. What's that? I'm not quite sure. Not quite sure. Um, we should be drinking while we do this podcast. Is that what he says? Oh, oh, geez. In in moderation. Uh, Rainy Day Ford says another build along. Maybe that could be quite fun. Um, Dustin says file guide. I'm not quite sure what he's talking about there. But um, oh, that was when he was saying it was efficiency when we were back on the <coughs> ah right back on efficiency. Yes, yeah. Ooh, um, yeah, yeah. We'll do something for our two hundredth. I'm sure of it. I am sure of it. Um, but back to efficiency. Um, starting with Steve's original question um, regard to Rhinoet. Where can people get Rhinoet? If you go to Texas Farrier Supply, you will find not only Rhinoet. But you'll find a lot of other things, supplies that you can use to make your knife making easier. And if you put in promo code KNIFETALK10, you're going to get 10% off all your stuff, especially that Rhinoet. Go get yourself the 220. Go get yourself the 400. Get yourself the 800. Knock out some 2500 in Dossie USA, and you get it all at Texas Farrier Supply using nice. promo code KNIFETALK10. Nice. Uh, Dustin's got with another great idea. You could do a cook-off, bring it back for the 200th. I have maybe. a better idea. We should have a star-studded call-in show. That's what you did for the 100th. Remember did, you got we? everyone yes. to record stuff? Yes. We yeah. could do whatever makes it easier. We could have call-ins, or maybe hmm. we could have people do, uh, you know, voice messages we could play. Yeah. We've got six it. weeks. We'll come, we'll come up with something. We've got six weeks. Now we're doing video. Maybe we could be more creative with something. I don't know. But, um, yeah, we'll think of something. I'm sure. I could we'll have my urology exam while we're <laughs> doing this. Stream it live. Yeah. I'll buy a bag of bananas. <laughs> yeah, we'll be, yeah. Bag? I thought you only need one, though. <laughs> you don't need a whole bag. You're on one, man. You're on one. <laughs> oh, geez. Right. I think that's a show. Hour and 40 minutes. We're getting longer each week. Thank you all so much for listening. Um, we shall speak to you all again next week. And uh, Remember, if you listen to this uh, during the week, remember you could get involved by joining us on a Friday um, for the live recording. Um, but if you're listening, thank you very much, however you may be listening. Reviews, all that kind of stuff, it's always good for us. So whichever podcast app you're listening to, go ahead over there. If you're watching now on YouTube, subscribe, give us a comment. or whatever. I don't know what, what, what you meant to say. I'm not one of these young YouTubers. I'm not sure what you meant to say, but... Um, Help us out, whatever you can do. Thank you all for listening. We shall speak to you all very, very soon. Bye for now. This show is brought to you by The Makery, the podcast network for makers. And we're back. I like the new bit. What do you think? And we're back. I like it. It gets deep. I think it's good. Yeah, gets deep. Um, Six inches. Yeah. So deep, put our ass to sleep. <laughs> yeah, it's always good. Um, yeah. Well, you're gonna you're gonna take um, from listeners as well. Their questions. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I mean, even when I'm going through like the, uh, you know, part of me is like I try not to spend too much time preparing for the show. So mm. like I'll snatch stuff up. I, I'll kind of skim them and I'll think, oh, that'll be fine. 
and then I read them and I'm just like, why didn't I fucking put that one? You know, like it's, mm. I, it's, I hate to say it, but it's, it's sometimes it becomes like the hot takes. I mean, some of them are just so fucking bad. It's like, I can't even, and then they'll say to me, well, why didn't you read mine? I'm like, cause it sucks. So it's like, I have to like <laughs> yeah. take it. And that's why in full blast, I don't, I don't ask for it. You have questions for people. It's like these old, mm. I can't count. I, I'm sorry to the listener, but sometimes I feel like I can't count on you to give me good shit. Yeah, you we know? are doing less and less questions each week, you know, that we've received. But I think a lot of that is just because we've maybe answered the same questions, you know, so many times now. Um, and, you know, there's only so many questions that you, people could have. Um, but, yeah, I think that new bit's good. It sort of promotes discussion and it's, yeah, it's good. I've always wanted the questions or the unsolicited advice or the hot takes to get you guys to like say something maybe you haven't said before because this is the fucked up thing about podcasts and we can talk about podcasters there's a there are too many podcasters ps like our shit is getting <laughs> fucking washed away and it's driving me crazy there's too many podcasts and i get these messages from these guys like i'm starting a podcast can i listen to your pod i could do i've been listening to your podcast for a long time i can do your podcast i'm getting mm-hmm. that message and i'm like okay shithead let's hear your fucking podcast and then it's like one week mediocre, two weeks mediocre, five weeks mediocre, ten weeks mediocre, and then it's like I don't want to do it anymore, you know. So we're trying to do something that we're being consistent. We've been doing this for what three years? Is longer, that right? longer. I You've think. started it years ago, but I mean, the three of us have been doing it for like a couple of years now, at least yeah, three I'd years, three, right? At least and three years. The, yeah, the idea yeah. is to be fresh yeah. and to be innovative and to try to kind of keep doing stuff my point is is not only do i want us to not say the same things every time but i want us to have some sort of discourse that's a little bit more engaging you Mm. know because it can be you know same shit different different day yeah yeah oh definitely definitely but no it's good i like the new bit it's like i said it's you have no idea it makes us think on our feet a bit as well you have no idea the messages i get from people in podcasts no idea you have no idea the, the, the garbage I'm saying. <laughs> no idea. Uh, I can imagine. I, can I'm I, I do occasionally. I, I do make a point of not going on the Knife Talk um, Instagram account. You know, look at the DMs. Cause I know a lot of them are going to be questions that you're going to be reading. Um, but occasionally I do look and I'm just like, oh, fuck. Oh, geez. They're not bad. Yeah. Generally, they're not bad. Once in a while, we got we got one. We got a couple. I got a couple from the last episode in regards to... Maybe it was in regards to what I, my agenda was in regards to me feeling bad if I made something and I felt personally felt like I didn't want to put something in the world that people were hurting themselves with. It hmm. there was a few people who slipped into my DMs on Fader Knives who were just like a little bit extra rude. And I talked to them, I listened to them, I said, You make a good point, but that you really don't don't you're just using you're just using words that you've heard someone else say you're not being actually very nuanced in your thinking and i was and you can't tell me much like i can't tell you to get vaccinated you can't tell me how i feel if i feel a certain way i feel it you can't Mm. i've learned that from my wife years ago like she's i said something like i don't feel that bad and she says you cannot tell me how i feel so like this guy said you know you don't feel that way. You can't be responsible for inanimate objects when people do and moral superiority mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And I'm just like, I understand what you're saying. You don't, you're not really understanding what I was coming from. Yeah. You may feel differently, but it's not how I feel. Yeah. I like getting you guys, I like pushing you into the corners where you admit to stuffing bananas up your butt. That's what <laughs> I like. Now, I didn't think I would get, I honestly, I thought you guys would fight that one a little bit harder. 
No. Yeah, I thought you'd fight that much harder. So. No, I'm all up for it. All up for it. I know. Uh, you were yeah. really up for it. Surprisingly, <laughs> way more up for it than I expected. <laughs> I've had one of those weeks. You know, I'll try anything. Oh, yeah. But, um, of course. Yeah. I, I do think, yeah, 200th, we need to, yeah, put our heads together, maybe think, do something we haven't done before, maybe. Um, yeah, there's going to be something. I mean, it would be cool do. if we could get people to call in, but, like, the problem the problem with the call-ins is people ask, well, how come you don't take call-ins anymore? Dude, quality, you never know. our biggest yeah. problem on this podcast, the number one problem is always when audio's bad. If audio's yeah. bad, it's not fun, or the, it's like, are you there? Who's there? Stand next to your, and it's just like this. Just, I mean, it's just sh- the brakes come on, and it's like a yeah. It makes everything bad. So it's like I don't blame you for not taking calls. Yeah. So. Yeah. We think we. I think of something. There's got to be something we can do. Got to be something we can do. So yeah. Yes, so. it'll be good. So how are you feeling, Morocco? After after a holiday, are you are you uh, back in the swing of things yet? Yeah. I mean, like I said, I was just forging mm. a, a knife this morning and it felt good. Um, my back actually started feeling quite a bit better or like back to normal, basically, like towards the end of the trip at the lake house. Mm. Um, so I've just tried to be consci- conscious of how I'm using my body and and what kind of things might be stressing me out in my life outside of just regular work stuff that might be contributing mm, to. Yeah everything and so yeah just just trying to be more thoughtful about all that Mm -hmm. stuff what are you guys watching on tv anything good nothing at the moment ted lasso yes ted lasso season two is it good yes a new one dropped dropped about an hour ago is it on apple tv apple tv it's very very good the music is brilliant too they take these like classic tracks and they like do different versions of them it's 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 awesome. It's it's not a straight comedy. It's a real sort of heart string puller. It's it's very very good. Huh. Yeah. Is is it a remake then of an American show? Um, sorry, not American. It is an American show, but I'm sure at the end it says like, you know, loosely based on like another show or something like that. I'm oh, sure it know. is. But um, hmm. so no, it's very good. So I'm gonna have to get into good. that, huh? Yeah. Yeah, and if you haven't got Apple TV, yeah. I think you can get. It's, it's really do. easy to get into. We yeah. Oh, really? <sighs> I think it's. I think I, you can get it free for thirty days too. Apple TV, if you haven't got it. So after pandemic, we ended up getting. I mean, we've never really had TV, and then during pandemic, we got Disney Plus, HBO Max. It's like <laughs> Netflix, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yeah. what should I watch now? <laughs> and it's like it's like a child who's never had candy, and now all of a sudden it's like. But uh, I yeah. was watching, um, we, you know, uh, my old friend Carl Ruiz was friends with this guy, Billy Corbin, who's doing this thing on Netflix called The Cocaine Cowboys. And I started, oh, I've it's seen all that. about That's, the, yeah. I watched the first episode last night about mm-hmm. these these two cocaine guys from the from the 80s in Florida. That's pretty good. That's pretty, mm-hmm. really pretty good. He's Billy oh, Billy Corbin also did Dogfight about um, Backyard Florida. He's a, he's this interesting, like, Florida, real, most Florida guys are, there's real old school Florida people who were like mm. Florida before, like, Disney took over and all the people came down because there's no income yeah. tax. So, like, you have these classic Florida types who just know what's going on. And Billy Corbin did a show called Dogfight about like, these backyard fights. Um, and then he did, a, I think he did Co- Cocaine Cowboys before. And he does a new one just came up, and I, the first episode was very good. Hmm. Documentary, nice, yeah, right. But yeah, if if you haven't got Apple TV, 
it's not only is Ted Lasso on there, there's like the morning show is on there, which is there's, there's, like Apple TV isn't like Netflix. There's not like loads on there, right? But like what is on there is like super quality. Really? So it's, it's really good stuff. What's morning yeah, show? Really good stuff. The morning show is Jennifer Aniston um, yeah. and really? Reese. Christina Applegate. No, Reese Witherspoon and Reese. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, you're right. You're um, right. And they are like anchors on it, like a, like news anchors. Um, but it's it's really good. It sounds shit. It sounds as if it's you know some sort of you know dodgy sitcom. It's not. It's not a sitcom. It's quite deep. It's really good. Very very good. Um, what else on Apple TV did I love? The one with about the podcast killers. Um, Jesse from Breaking Bad is in it. Um, and. Yeah, it starts about like a podcast crime thing. She's mm. the, she she's the, she writes this podcast, but then she's called in to deal with these murders. It's, it's very very good, mm. very good. Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Highly advise get Apple TV, even if it's just free for the thirty days. Yeah, we got but Ted the Lasso Apple TV. is we got the Apple Ted Lasso TV. is great. Is it really yeah. good? Was he a soccer player, soccer coach, or something like that? He's yeah, an American soccer coach, but then comes to the UK. American football. Yes, Amer- sorry, coach. American football coach. But then comes to coach what you would call soccer in the UK. Um, huh. Really good, uh, but very authentic too. They're using you know, proper stadiums, and uh, it, it's it's really good. So it's like really a culture good. culture class. Some of the yeah, yeah 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 very good comedy, but very that's it pulls it's on your heartstrings. Speaking of culture clash, I sent a picture to Craig. That a new restaurant opened up in my town, <laughs> and it's. Uh, it's it's delicioso. Fanny. I can pull it up. Delif- I think I'll I can pull it up. I'll pull it up. I don't know these people. I can pull it up here. I think. Yeah, you pull Where it up. You pull up the picture. But it's it's funny to the. I think it's funny to the people of the UK, but it's not here because we don't refer to a fanny as a vagina. So it's. Can you find it? No, I can't. All no, right. I can't. I'll, I yes, have I it. Give me a sec. Give All right, well, I'll just I'll, I'll uh, warm them up. But it's like I I sent it to. It's called La Delicias del de Fanny. La Delicias de Fanny, which I don't speak Spanish, but it looks like it means the either the delicious vagina, or the or the delicious or the delicatessen of Fanny. Which is either Fanny's a person, or I send it to a few people from the UK, thinking maybe they would find no. it to be funny, and the people from the UK thought it was very funny. Owner said, "Oh, for fuck's sake!" Steve, Steve, <laughs> yeah. uh, Moonshine Metal says, "Oh, for fuck's sake!" And I promised the both of them if they ever come <laughs> here, we'll take them out. We'll, I'll take them for dinner. At yeah, yeah. No, I can't bring it up. The but delicious, yeah, it's <laughs> the, the fan. delicious fun. Good luck. Yeah. Good Jeez. luck to them. I, I seriously hope that. You know, I hope business is good. The tasty vagina. There you yes. go. T- Taco Tuesday every night. I, I, yeah. Taco Tuesday. God damn it. Well, <laughs> oh, yes. I didn't realize that Fanny was yeah. a reference to so a vagina. So anytime you yes. say... Yes, so when you guys talk about fanny packs or, you know, I fell on my fanny, that is the funniest thing for a Brit to hear. So <laughs> it's just like schoolboy. <laughs> so there's no... So yeah. nobody names their, their daughters Fanny. Not since Fanny Craddock, who was like a the first sort of celebrity cook back in probably the nineteen twenties. That's the last. It's <laughs> the last Fanny I remember. <laughs> that's not what I heard. Not what I heard. Not what I heard. Yeah, because I mean, but, uh, that's a, yeah. that is a 
we I, I remember we were in 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 uh, we were in Winchester, and my wife and I mm. were with our friends, and she, my wife said, "Should I bring my fanny pack?" And they were like, "Oh no, please don't! <laughs> you know, put your pants on. Don't don't uh, yeah. don't pack <laughs> your pants, so. yeah." Strange. We should do that. Should be a bit on the show actually about sort of um, Britishisms that don't translate well to americans and and vice versa because there's plenty i can't think of any at the top of my I head can, now, but there's lots. because i had ben snoor and honor kagler on and there was a story about this um youtube chef who was who in, implicated himself and was arrested and they found him because of his youtube channel and it was youtube chef busts himself on this cooking <laughs> channel and yes. owner said that's pretty funny he said, why, why is it so funny because bust yourself <laughs> means you've kind of you kind of gave yourself the old five finger discount you know what i'm saying yeah you roughed up the suspect yeah so you oversalted the, oversalted the yeah. sauce he did yeah. So, yeah so there's all sorts of little things yeah yeah <laughs> and on that i think i need to go i think i need to go this show is brought to you by the makery the podcast network for makers BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc